You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I loud enough? No, those snaps sounded like you were beating your library, too. Pat. Right now, I think. Uh, yeah. Hello, am I loud enough? You're better now. Better. Okay. You like this? Well, this is this this is the hardcore podcast, and I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. And I assume after talking about some sponsors, we're going to talk about hardcore, but we haven't real really pre pro at all, have we? Or did I miss a lot? No, in group no pre pro. It's a it's a. We're flying by the seat of our pants. That's good because okay. I got a couple topics. Oh, I'm okay. Well, we'll do, Let, we can get into it. it. Did you just wake up, Pat? Uh, no, I've I've had a, a yeah sleepy man voice. Like, I, like well, it's I blew it out. Yo, yeah, we need to talk. We'll we'll, we'll make that one of the quick well. hits. Yeah, we'll we'll do some quick hits today. How about that? We'll start it with that. Good to me. Let's start with our friends. Start mm. to live a lie. Run for cover. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Very good labels, yes. But today we're talking about closed casket activities. Mm. Proprietors of closedcasketactivities.com. We instruct you to direct your browsers there. And uh, we got a few things to talk about today, but I'm going to start with what is the third pressing, third pressing of Gate Creeper, an unexpected reality. Um, Bob, this has gone into its third pressing? Yes. Wow, did they do some like micro pressings? Like, no, 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 not at all. All of these pressings are like well into the three thousand range. Whoa! Oh, um, this one looks like it'll probably start selling out pretty soon too. Whoa! Whoa. So, shout out to Gate Creeper. Shout out to Closed Casket Activities. An unexpected reality. For those who didn't hear us do this read or some form of this read before, uh, Tom, it's a little bit of a black flag thing, kind of. We were saying. Yeah, so the, the side A are like all fast, faster yeah. punker songs, like seven songs, seven minutes. And nice. then side B is literally just one song. Okay, with it. I want to shout this record out just for being really visually attractive. For like a very brutal and ugly looking record because it's like, you know, there's like faces and skin being pulled off of a face with bad teeth. That's good. And then yeah. like a weird stairway into a demon yes. dragon thing. I like that. The vinyl also looks really beautiful. This is the kind of record you collect and take those like 2008 style, like here's 10 copies of the record and look at all the different color vinyl because it looks fucking cool as hell. So you need to get on it. Check this record out. If you haven't heard Gate Creeper, you're probably living under a very cold rock because if you live in Arizona, you've definitely heard of Gate Creeper. Mm. Um, So shout out to them. Uh, Guys, I also was curious about a uh, a CD only release, which is the first time in a long time. What do you, what do you guys know about this Vamachara Live from the Pit CD? Uh, that's like a very cool choice for that band. Uh, they're not like a throwback band, but they have a lot of that energy around them. Where you could be an older metal dude and 
totally get off on this act. So I think it's cool as hell. And so from what we understand, um, new singer in the band, check it out. They did some live in the studio stuff, something we're a fan of. I'm but a fan it's not of the just, fake live record. Oh, fake live record. Just, man, live in the studio. It just gives it that good energy. Um, five songs recorded live by Taylor Young at The Pit. So you so know it'll pit. sound enormous. Yeah, in Van Nuys. Keys, yes. keys, keys, keys on Van Nuys. Uh, so shout out to Taylor Young. Shout out to The Pit. Shout out to Vamachar. Um, Got to check this out. Seems cool. Uh, love the idea of it. Curious to hear it. Always, always curious when bands change singers because it can really change the dynamic, you know? Sometimes it gets true. better. Sometimes it gets worse, you know? Mm, it's true. That's true. So go to Closed Casket Activities. <laughs> pick that stuff up. And guys, where are we going next? Uh, okay. I want to see Pat figure it out. Uh, well, today I think is a death wish day. So it's a death wish day. I woke up and chose death wish. I woke up and chose (laughs) death wish. Uh, and they have a new signing. Is that correct? This is correct. I saw it in my inbox today. Uh, this is, this is an act called chastity. Uh, a, a different sound for death wish, but I had something to say about that. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Uh, when self-defense was signed, a different sound for Death Wish. That's uh, right. I Very wasn't sure. mad then. Not mad now. Congratulations to everybody who's trying everything. No. So shout out to, to Death Wish. Shout out to Chastity. Um, they got a new song and video up. You can check it out. Dying to Live. Um, this is big. This is poppy. There's some pop elements, but kind of like... There's some real strain in the vocals that that marries it to something you could see like of this world. Uh, some of the bigger stuff, but but you know this is cool. I think if you're a fan of some of the Run for Cover material, if you're a fan of oh Patrick, help me. They were San Diego based label, top shelf, uh, top shelf material. Oh, yeah, I think. oh sure, top shelf. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, this would be for fans of that for sure. It's so, also there's yeah. plenty of. Uh, plenty of Wicca phase crossover. It's like a lot cleaner than that, but it, it, it's yeah. it, the same. So here's the deal, everybody. Uh, you got three older gentlemen talking about a phenomenon that we ha- we're always going to miss. Even if we like individual songs or individual artists, we're never going to fully get it. And we know that, but the deal is essentially that there's a lot of young people making music entirely on their own. And this is, That's right. and, and this is a thing that, might not be for every one of you li- in the sound of my voice, but there's nothing to dislike about it. I mean, if you dislike songs or artists, that's fine. But like, yeah, I had to get over it when I was like, yo, what is, is everybody fucking crazy? And then I was like, yo, everybody is fucking crazy. But that's fine. <laughs> you know I mean? like, that's right. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> like I, I love Wicca phase for being a hundred percent what Wicca phase is and chastity. I am only familiar with this song. But if chastity is a hundred percent what chastity is, I don't give a fuck if this is a person doing it uh, entirely independent, uh, wearing no shirt in a basement, uh, no no uh, other mu- musicians involved. All that no cap, no, yeah, no cap. It, It's like what's the uh, so, so uh, the band statement which we've talked about, which is not a band, it's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, look. If that was cool enough for us to all have patches in the fucking nineties, it's cool enough now with chastity. Go get your patches. 
go get your patches go get your shirts couple cool options there um and really just go check out the song dying to live um see what you think of it deathwishing.com guys how we feeling how we doing i i feel pretty good tom how you doing we got a little bit of a patrick update before in the non-pre-pro sure uh, all right working mm. a lot that's about it i got a little bit of a headache but right. uh but it's okay you sound a little congested pat sounds a little blown out you know I'm what blown. i this is the first time in like two weeks that i've recorded a podcast without my nose dripping down my face so i'm fine with that is it allergies I, yeah allergies i've been Oof. going crazy the last couple of weeks it's cr- i don't know why but it's also my own stupid fault I was like, oh, I got to go do this like outdoor stuff today. I'm going to go mow the lawn today. And I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah, shit. And I took a Claritin. So here's the So open. you'll fall asleep mid. Because uh, <laughs> that would happen to, to me. That is up to you guys to keep me alive. Wake me up inside. Oh, um, yeah. Guys, we didn't do any pre-pro, but I got some ideas. And before we get into anything, we actually got a bunch of quick hits. So let's quick hit this shit. We need some cool sports center type music. Yeah. Patrick, can you figure that out and just snap it in right under like quick hit stuff? Do what I can. Like a Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. PK, just line us up. Top us off. Why did you guys say you're my friend, but you obviously stabbed me in the back because nobody told me about this Code Orange Quake thing, which was. The highlight of my fucking week. You're a Quake uh, guy, right? Yeah, I love Quake. <laughs> I never played the game. <laughs> I, I, oh, it's, it's it's one of the best all time. And they just Did it blow your a- mind to see like Reba pointing where you should be going in the game? Like, was it just like, you know, like you overload because you know these people in real life and they're in a yeah, video you know game it's funny. played? So what's funny is that it was ruined for me after somebody in the comment section pointed out that that code orange in the video is rep- so f- real quick. We should say what we're talking about actually, before I get too far ahead. Yeah. Uh, so everybody code orange, uh, it's a band. They're from it, Pittsburgh. It, been around for 10, 12 from, years. That's so right. They did a cover. So the, ba- the, the video game quake, uh, which an OG point and shoot or a OG, what do they call it? First, RPG? Per- first, person, first shooter. person shooter. Sure. Uh, from the year, let's see. I'm going to say uh, 90, uh, 93. That's a good guess. Let's so say. this game is probably older than the band. So, okay. That's, yeah, uh, I wasn't going to say exactly Close. that, but they were definitely, there's no doubt that they were children in, okay. So 1996. So 96. So, oh, okay. Makes sense. That's probably, yeah, they were probably like middle school for us, middle school for me, high school for PK. The, they were, no, I was first in decision tour for yeah, Tom. grad school for, for Pat. Yeah. I, I was already a professor. That's so, second in decision tour for me. Yeah. The, so here's the thing. I don't care that the, I mean, I don't care about any of that shit, but it is a fun thing. But the original soundtrack is by Trent Reznor. And, oh. and the, it's kind of an iconic soundtrack. True. And uh, to, to see Code Orange do it was a thrill. Here's why it was ruined for me, and this will ruin it for some, for only for the nerds. Uh, the video is Quake Levels with Code Orange in, it. in them. But, what made Quake an innovation is that it used like uh, essentially polygonal. Um, yes, uh, and, but the, but Code Orange in the video is represented as sprites, which these oh two, these oh boy, so that's so that's a bit of a misstep. Oh but, come on, guys! 
Sheesh. <laughs> you get your shit together, you guys, and you're stepping. But here's the thing: the cover ripped, and it was mm. fun. It was. Are there no lyrics to the cover, fun. or did I just totally not understand what he's yelling? Did you what? Are are there actual lyrics to that, or is he just going? Bah! No, there's no lyrics. No lyrics. I actually, so like, I, to be honest, I don't think there's any vocals. If I recall, I think that he's Jamie just, screams. Oh, okay, I know. I think he's, just, I think he's doing the guitar. <laughs> so, Pat, are you going to do a Sims one? You should do a Simlish. No, so, I well, want, we're going to get that's self defense family to do Wolfenstein 3D. Listen, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into another. Remind me of that we're gonna get into a quick hit about covers shortly. But okay, uh, uh, <laughs> but, but here's the thing, I I really like. Uh, this and I like the uh, I, I like the it's just a fun thing to do. And for the record, everybody, Code Orange had a release last year that got slept on because of the pandemic. We didn't talk about it that much. I'm just going to speak for myself mm-hmm. because I like Code Orange when they're super heavy. And it, there's I have so much respect for Reba as a musician, but I just that's not why I go to Code Orange. So I just I, – I didn't talk on it the way that I talked on previous Code Orange releases. But there's still good tracks on it 100%, and it's being slept on because they couldn't tour on it. So I always like to see this band win. And this is just like one of those stupid stunts that has huge payoff for people like me. When I saw it on my suggesteds, my actual thought was, I've got no friends. Because nobody told me about it. I was so mad. <laughs> so uh, so I'm happy that they did this. And they did a good job. We didn't get to it last week. But my third nobody's talking about is that Code Orange is working on new songs with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. Yo, that let me say. Low key seems like something. That, that should be bigger. Or that just people would be like, wait, what? You know, like there, there's yeah. a notation there, you know, good, bad or indifferent. It's so crazy when your friends do shit that like, like I, like I always say, want Code Orange to win a good band, genuinely good band. I hate Billy Cork. <laughs> like, right, right, right. They can, you don't they, like any of his music? No, I, I, I like the, uh, the vocal part in today. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that's pretty. That's pretty it. Good, yeah. I actually, I to be honest, I've never heard a Smashing Pumpkins song that didn't make me a little irate. So like, not a, yeah. You know what? I got the Quake theme out of them. That's a big enough win for me today. Is that like the breakup? Like you're like, hey, if you don't do anything else after this, or if you do, I'm not going to pay attention because you did the soundtrack to my favorite video game. No, listen. I'm sure that it, it actually probably is one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, whatever they do next, I'm going to be excited because they're a good band, but like Billy Corgan, I mean, is fucking funny. Yeah. But you know what, dude, that latter day Smashing Pumpkins definitely had an industrial vibe to it. So I'm wondering like if he could, it's also a big look. Don't misunderstand me. It's a fucking huge look. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that recorded Billy Corgan. Uh, I have none. I don't know if I can think of anybody else. I'm sure it's happened, but like, I feel like nobody, nobody so, even, even adjacent to our world. No, no. I think like that dude's too busy. I mean, he's put, they're putting out like another double LP. Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean like that dude just, there's no editing there. Um, no. So he just kind of, they put out tons of stuff all the time. Like, oh, cool. It's an, oh, you can fit 80 minutes on a CD. So <laughs> you made an 80 minute record. That's awesome. Oh, great. Yeah. 
You know what? That's such a funny thing because so like melancholy and the infinite sadness is the OG of that for smashing pumpkins. Yeah. And like deep into disc two, there's some tracks. Yeah. It's you know just how dope that would be though. If that was one LP. I know it's just buried but behind nonsense and like weird little like diddly D songs that you're like, Yo, right. what the fuck are you doing? Song ti- like Draculina, son of the brother of, you know, the and mother it, it's of like, Icarus. I guess you could be saying, Hey, there's some theme elements here. And like, I'm willing to hear that conversation, but like, I remember listening to that and having the like, wow, I have to skip a bunch of songs to get to a couple more songs I like on this record. And yeah. I, you know, like I like a bunch of songs on there and you know, like, okay, hold on. I'm pulling it up. Jesus Christ. No, I can't even. Yeah. I mean, and the amount of B sides that that band put out and I yeah, like Lily, Lily, yeah. my one and only is pretty good. Like there's a few sure. other like really deep songs in there that are good, but fuck. Um, anyways, Weird look. All right. Uh, quick hits. Next. Next up. Um, let me talk. Oh, I guess let's talk about the Nirvana kid uh, from our perspective. Hmm? Oh. What Bob, you know about this, right? No, I don't know about this. You so the kid out. from the Nevermind cover yep, yep. is now suing Nirvana. Mm, did he lose the milk crate challenge or did something else happen? <laughs> no, because he's claiming that it was child pornography. Oh, okay. And all this sort of stuff. And so everyone suing... called him said he has a small wiener since then. That's probably really what it is. Um, but it's one hundred fifty thousand. He's suing for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. <sighs> Come on, don't and, just and, and, and fees. Like okay. so, but he did an interview and was like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't paint him in the best light. <laughs> no, and then like one of the answers was like, well, I asked him to be part of my art art show. And then they put me in touch with like their managers and their attorneys. Like I like I'm on I'm big enough uh, you know I'm I'm on the cover of your record, but I'm not that big of a deal. So obviously he's like you you know Dave Grohl didn't offer to like come to my or be a part of my art show. So now I'm going to sue because it's like for 150 grand, it's one of the biggest records the last 30 years. I mean, it's possible that he chose a number that they would just throw it at him to get rid of him yeah dude if you, you could do that for a million with that band and be like and get five hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand dollars dave Grohl made that last night i know but the thing is i don't think he has a leg to stand on right like so no, his parents signed off on it. it right which i'm hearing a lot it's funny actually i heard from somebody that is not like a workers of the world type who really took his side and said ah, oh, the parents got fucked and i said in what way and 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 this is me i'm the artist i was talking to a total fucking like contractor type you know what i mean like not yeah. like and i was like in what fucking way and they said well you know they only got paid 200 and i was like dollars or yeah 200 dollars." but i was like yo i've put out a lot of records at no time did i assume that any one of them would become a cultural fixture and sold millions of copies and neither did nirvana you know, right. I mean? and so like, the, the guy who sold like the Nike swoosh for fucking whatever, how much he sold for like a hundred right. bucks or whatever the fuck. Some, like, yeah. yeah, the the, the Twitter logo. Uh, it, it, sometimes you just got to move on with your life. And for this kid to, he's recreated the 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 cover a number of he times. He did it for the twenty fifth anniversary. Did he recreate it with like just a with giant, pants? Oh, he didn't hang pants. pants like a total. He should do it with like soft. <laughs> He should do it with a giant, like just like a an erect mega dong. He should just mega he should dong. Be, he should be chubbed at least. It, it, listen, this, like Mark, this, whatever more uh, 
thing that Mark Wahlberg had on in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, just redo it with the baby with the giant dick. Then people are like, yo, imagine his dick now. Oh my god. No, people see that would be fun because people would just be like, well. I didn't have any negative feeling about this cover, but now I'm deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And then you have more arguments to be like, yo, I mean, yeah, like I think people would feel pretty uncomfortable if the cover of like Nevermind hanging. was a baby yeah. with a giant penis. Yeah. I mean, I think, wouldn't you think his better bet would be like, hey, you know what? Like you use this for more than we were expecting and you probably should like give us, you know, you – you sold probably millions of shirts and yeah, listen, you know twenty million CDs or whatever the fuck, and rather than being like this is child pornography because one hundred percent yes, one hundred percent. Then of, of course hardcore because hardcore always goes right at the first fucking. Thing. So it's like the kid from the coldest life record is now suing the baby yeah. holding the gun on the Mad Bull record is now so <laughs> like you know it's like at what point that it's like you know then there's like a baby on the fucking uh, a baby devil on a black, uh, black Sabbath record and all mm-hmm. this sort of shit. I think he would have been better off being like, "Come on, you gave my parents two hundred bucks. My my my, f- you know, you licensed my photo for two hundred dollars. Yeah, and like, yeah, you made five hundred million. Whatever the fuck, you know. What I mean? say like, I say this as as a person who uh, I'm a career freelancer at this point, and I I do work for higher work, and I say I. I'm really not sympathetic to uh, it, like I honestly. So this is the Ed Brubaker argument, right? Like a comic book creator who is currently dissatisfied with his deal with Marvel because he's made famously made more for uh, his non-speaking background actor appearance in uh, uh, Winter Soldier uh, than he has made for creating the character Winter Soldier. Now, yes, what he's not explaining is that he's made plenty of money off of the actual sale of the, uh, of the comics and, and, yes. and the collections of their, thereof. but the intellectual property he, he sees next to nothing. Now I, I am an Ed Brubaker fan. I want Ed Brubaker to have things in life. That said, I think the best thing that you can do as a creator, creator's rights advocate, which I consider myself is, Hey, Ed, don't deal with the devil. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's my advice to everybody who, like, oh, hey, this corporate shit needs to be more fair. No, you need to not fuck with the corporate shit. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, everybody knows you knew what you were doing. You were, you were working with, and and by the way, the Winter Soldier, you were putting a new skim on an owned property. Like, you know what you're doing. You know what you're getting bad with. Everyone has seen it. So I've heard that a times. lot, though, Bob. I've heard that a lot. I think it's a significant enough alteration. That I, I agree. I, I think it was. It is a unique Comic character. We can say the Winter Soldier, nerds. right? But but here's the thing. You know what you were doing. Chris Claremont yes. don't own any of the X Men. Come on. Yes. You yes, know what correct. I mean. Like we we know what you're doing. By the way, you can apply this elsewhere. Like you get in, you do it. You know what you're doing. Um, and I don't, and that's not to, to be not an advocate. I, I want him to have more from it. Sure. Renegotiate you know? then, bro. Hold sure. Back. But, but like the other side is look, the deal deals age poorly quite often. And sometimes they age great and you make more money than you should have. Yeah, totally. And, 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 you know, for living Nirvana baby, I mean, whatever this dude is, sorry. I wish you had a bigger swung when you were a fucking infant. That would have been cool. That would have been really funny. Otherwise, take it up with your parents. I don't know. You were, 
as a parent, I can say this, you, you make the decisions. They agreed to $200. Yes. Talk to them. You don't have a legal right at that point. And to renegotiate it now, that's just them doing you a, a, a mitzvah to, yes. to do anything else. You yeah, know, it, it, listen, this, see, that's my point is when people look at these situations and say, they try to reframe it as a workers of the world sort of shit where it's, Oh, right. th- he deserved more. And it's like, but for the lay person, that's all you need to do. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Cause I'm then sorry. you know what? Them, it would probably be like, you know what? If we throw him fucking $400,000, whatever the fuck, then Nirvana, like the estate and Dave Grohl and fucking whatever, Wackerman, whatever the fuck his name is, Chris something, Novoselic. Yeah, Novoselic, yeah. They look like, hey, you know what, though? They're not so bad, those guys. The kid yeah, gets some uh, money. You know what I mean? I think it, it kind of works. That, you just have to get it out into the zeitgeist. It doesn't matter if you really have a leg to stand on. Okay, so so Tom, full agreement. When, when You're speaking like a lawyer, 100%. Thanks. But – I'm just in a different place on this whole shit where whenever I see people go, uh, but yeah, but it's cool that he's getting over, you know, I don't, I, I, I got a limit on that. You know what I mean? Which is like, yeah, I like to see everybody win. I like to see everybody get over. That's cool. Um, but this is bullshit. You know what I mean? So you have a, you know, you get Eric to draw you a stick figure, you know, thing of, of drug church for the next record. And, you know, you give him fifty bucks. Yep. The the record becomes a fucking worldwide hit. You're, you know, it's One iconic. Direction is sure. opening for you, right? Sure. Iconic. If he was like, "Hey guys, you know, like I did that for fifty bucks because you're like my friends that I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, but you've made a lot of money and I was part of that." Like, yeah, but me a couple it's, it's, like if he brought it to the public, you'd be screwed. Oh no, sure, but uh, I, I'm. That's having, what you have to do. Like, I, you don't even have to have like a. Uh, you know, a, a legal argument that has any real merit. You're absolutely correct, it's, Tom. We're saying we're we're the having two thing. different conversations because yeah. you're you're right as a lawyer. You're I, absolutely correct. I'm having I'm having like the 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 moral argument with myself, which is just to say, I believe that I can make money. I don't need to chase opportunities that passed me by years ago. You know, and also opportunities not for nothing that nobody could have seen coming. So like if somebody says, yeah, you, you know, you exploited me. You only gave me this amount of money. I would say, yeah, I expected to lose money on that deal. Should I have given you more then? Or are you saying that because I've profited on a thing that I took major risk on that I shouldn't yield the profits of uh, that are associated yeah. with that, that risk? Is that what you're suggesting? And I just don't know. Like, I think the argument with it's this shit reason. is always – Please, Please? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, this and, won't and matter like, to you. Yeah, come on. That's the argument. The argument's come on, and I, I don't got time for come on. If somebody came to me with a come on, I'd be like, "Yo, are you trying to like, what, what do they call that? Like, uh, you, you're, you're trying to um, emotionally blackmail me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 right. and that it, works. T- it does. You're right, lawyer Tom. Yes, you fucking slime. <laughs> yes, but dude, but, I mean, like, legitimately, like, Dave Grohl could. Be like, you know what? I played last night's show for free. I'm going to hand this kid three hundred thousand dollars, whatever the fuck. Mm. And if then I were Dave Grohl, I would spend the money. But, but he's so a, nice. But for a hitman, <laughs> I would have I would have the kid murdered. But he's all about the visual. Yeah, he's an optics guy. Like, look what I'm doing. I'm I'm right. I'm doing a uh, look at me. I'm I, fun. 
I brought him up on stage. He played guitar on fucking Monkey Wrench. Yeah, I mean, he's going to do that and then give him a check, a big oversized check for $200,000. So remember that trash talk moment where uh, they brought a kid on stage because he was acting like a dick and like the kid was like thought he was having a moment of some type and then punched him in the face. That's uh, let's do that, Dave Grohl. I think Pat Smear would be more likely to punch him in the face than anybody else on the sta- stage. Uh, Pat Smear might be 60. He's definitely he's 60. He was in the fucking germs. Yeah, he might be 60. So He was in a punk band 40-something years ago. I don't know Probably. if he's punching anybody. But he's an old punk. Yeah. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs. But what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, quick hits. Next next up. <laughs> I got one for you. Let me throw this out while Please. you guys prep yours. Um, Drain. Oh, yeah. New record. Oh, new list. LP coming out on Epitaph 2022. Big. Sick. Good for Drain. Very cool. Uh, kind of got word of this a while back, and it's super exciting for those dudes. Props. It's it's fun. It's interesting. They're about to go out on tour. The problem, I mean, as you hear this now, they're on tour now with Terror and One Step Closer and Dare. Big tour. Um, yeah, go check that out. Enjoy. Um, somebody asked us, does that? How does that impact? Does does Epitaph matter? Does it help them? Yo, I think yeah. it just gets them in front of more eyes, right? Yeah, it'll definitely help. It helped Touche. It helped Converge. It helped. I mean, that's you know, they're they're you know a major label level thing mm-hmm. with punk ideals. Largest, largest indie in the world for many years might still be. Might still be. Yeah. So uh, it's a good look. I Psyched for them. don't think they'll be changing their sound, but uh, no, the new song is, is what it sounds like is what they sound like. Cool music video too. Music video is great. Shout out to Ian Shelton awesome. for creating such a cool music video. More, the best it needed more warehouse. More warehouse. More, more warehouse performance of Sammy just singing to the camera. But other than that, I mean, I did like it. Him, you know, running, and being interrogated. And I really liked it. So, yeah, I'm psyched for them. I shout out, dream. Big things to come. They rock. Um, all right. Next up, quick hits. What you got? What you got? Um, PK, you said you were chock full. Yeah. So I wanted to talk real quickly. This is like uh, not yeah, right. necessarily Tim's large. Last words. <laughs> yeah, maybe not necessarily a larger topic, but. I just thought this one was funny. So, uh, Drug Church has been asked to be part of a like a like a covers comp uh, with like a bit of a focus or whatever, right? Punk goes mm. crunk. Yes, it's, it's, it's punk goes crunk thirty-seven. <laughs> uh, it's us in Owl City. Um, so <laughs> problematic, bro. Uh, is Owl City problematic now? He got canceled. Oh God, Tom. I don't. I can't keep up on who's canceled these days. I mean, this was fucking years ago, and he only I, had that one song. It was like fake postal service it was like fedex yeah, oh yeah <laughs> i, I uh, yo pat smear 62 62 and his real name is george albert ruthenberg don't ruin it for me okay i, I thought his, I thought his no government e. name was pat smear uh so let's see hold on owl city owl city canceled for question mark um 
Listen, here's what maybe, here's you know. what I say is canceled. If you if you if you're so canceled, I want to see your streams go down by more than fifty percent. If yeah, your streams don't go down by f- more than fifty percent, you're not canceled. That's just the new rule. So, okay, there is. I don't want to give it away, whatever, because it's not my business. Uh, but you know, like the label ha- is teaming up with somebody doing a thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm given a list of bands to potentially cover. It's got like a Tony Hawk esque sort of energy, right? And my bandmates are not against that sort of shit, right? Like th- they grew up on that. That's cool by them. Uh, I could probably find something to do there, you know? Um, but. Oh, I'm what? sorry. Can I, inter- can I interject? Absolutely. I, I want some I'm Owl sorry. City facts. It's really, really breaking news. Okay. So it's not, so Owl City is a band, but it's primarily one guy. Right. Mm. The former member of Owl City um, named, the fuck is this jerk off's name? Daniel Jorgensen. Um, put, 32, pled guilty to fourth-degree lewdness with a child. Jorgensen, who played guitar, vibraphone, and bass, that's all you need to know, was sentenced to two month, two years probation to be served in his hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, he was indicted in 2015 for criminal sexual contact, attempting to lure, lure the girl for sex, who was under the age of 13. Oh! I'd um, say that's pretty canceled. Fourth-degree lewdness with a child in connection to an incident in Atlantic City, New Jersey in August 2013. Listen, Yikes. I don't want to make light of a serious topic, but it's pretty fucked up when when Minneapolis is so shit that, you're, that your child's sex beat is – you're sent to Minneapolis. Because that's all he – they're like, yeah, he's stuck that's in where Minneapolis. He's from. So he's like, you serve your time at home. Yeah. That's rough. I mean, this is also 2015, so hopefully he caught a bullet before – since then. But um, Yeah. So sorry. So yes, you're doing covers. Yo, it's a, it's a sad thing. Anytime, anytime, like people are on that, like, oh, pop punk is full of like molesters and shit. I hate broad brushes like that. So I always like puff my chest up, even though I fucking hate. You're pop not punk. pop punk. No, you're not <laughs> a big I, pop punker. But you know me. I defend anything, anything that's like, like people are talking broad about. I'll yeah, just you're Robin Hood. Let's go. Yeah. So like. <laughs> so, so so I just jump out and I'm like I'm like come on man I've been around those people it's not like that or whatever but then it every news item the, it the, almost it, always is it is it's <laughs> it's fucking bad so anyway all right so I mean how many pop punk kids do you hang out with or bands that you tour with I mean I gotta meet these people right like yeah but you meet like the kids that are like hardcore kids yeah that's true that but are some people say they're fucked up too I mean they're all uh, definitely fucked up. I don't know. But I'm trying to think of all the bands that you. Th- I don't want to name them because they. No, it it's a bit. Like- you know what? It's a big topic. But like, I've only seen one uncomfortable thing in all of my years of touring, and I know the argument. I get it. Everybody, I'm not dumb. I get it. Which is that nobody's going to be like offering me the uncomfortable thing, right? Like, I get it that like people do foul shit behind yes. closed doors. Thank you, everybody, for the emails. But, <laughs> but I just think I find it really interesting that in years I've only seen one thing where I've been like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do some shit here. You know what I mean? So anyway. Back to the point. <laughs> Cover. So you're going. You're putting together a canceled band. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. You, <laughs> you know I would do that. You know I'd be like, of I'd you be would. like, all right. be the next harm reduction fucking yes, release. That's right. Yeah. Here, here's all the Owl City covers. So here's uh, Detain doing front porch fucking that yeah, guy, whatever his name is. So here's the deal. One of the bands that was suggested, we got a list of suggested bands. Don't got to stick with it, but one, you know, here's the vibe. And one of them is Bad Brains. Okay, mm-hmm. that, sounds right. fun. that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Sure. Uh, 
I mean, there's a very strong argument against it, which is the Bad Brains tribute record from 1999. Uh, strong, yeah, not argument. so great. Strong what? argument against it. Uh, but you know, I, I really like the Bad Brains, and I would love yeah. a chance to sing fast. That would be fun. I don't often. I've never mm. actually like even SWAT, which is has fast moments. I'm not the fast one. You know, can what you I mean? do? So, pay, can you sing "Pay to Come"? Can I what? Can you sing "Pay to Come"? No. I mean, okay. I tried last night. Eric and I were, it's were tough. We're trying. It's not easy. Were you singing to each other? Because I don't know how you didn't record that for Patreon. <laughs> That's next. I believe there's a rumor that he sang that while inhaling. Like, like. Oh, like Tenacious D. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. you know, Eric, I was saying to Eric, I was saying this, this shit is really hard to do. And he just did it. <laughs> so like he's like a much better vocalist than I am. Knew every word and sang it like as fast. But he makes decisions with precision, you know. So anyway, here's the thing that I think is funny. Now the label has not said this to me. I'm go- and their listeners. Shout out to Pure Noise. Uh, sorry for putting your business in the street, but there is we out here. There is such a push right now in kind of like for our listeners who like you know if your favorite band is charles bronson this this is like this doesn't mean anything to you i'm so bear with me there's bands that are vaguely in our world who supplement their income in a significant way by sinks uh, that is licensing to mm-hmm. um television maybe but more likely advertise advertisements right commercials so <clears throat> That's a, that's a whole world unto itself. Mm-hmm. And some people make real money off that. And these covers, not necessarily these ones that we're doing for the label, but covers in general, when you see bands doing that, it's possible that they love those bands and they they were given a you know, they're given $2,000 to go into a studio and do it like like oh wow, we're spending a lot of money to record one song because we're you know, like it, th- there's reasons that you would do it just for fun. But it's possible that there is a monetary reason that people would do such a thing. And those sinks are that reason. So like if, if everybody wants to go listen to the, or go watch the, the um, I've been using this as the example, cause it's the first one I can really think of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo trailer. Does everybody remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So for anybody that doesn't, uh, they use a cover of immigrant song. That is a nightmare from hell no reason to use the cover of it. Right. But, but except maybe wants his money. Except. Yes. Yes. So let's say that for a commercial, you might, I mean, who knows? Maybe you make, I, I was reading one of these um, bands that I've never heard of. Like the, uh, well in that, like imagine dragons world, but I don't know what it is. It's not imagine dragons. I was reading that they got like, if you added up all of their sinks for the year, it was like half a million dollars. Right. Mm. Like, it's pretty good money. Not, not bad. <laughs> so the thing is, you get these sinks and it's like a whole hustle. So there's out and the real the science of it is picking something that everybody knows the first riff. That's the yes, science. That's right. Yes. Yes. B- b- because that's what all of these it, it's just people want familiarity. That's right. But, but comfort. It, yeah, yeah. And, and so there's like a whole right. thing to it, right? And that's why there's been a thing of of like the we're gonna get like a slow, sultry version yes. of a song that you already know. Yes, <laughs> because exactly. as soon as you hear like 
You are my son. And you're like, oh, shit, I know this song, even though it doesn't sound anything like the song that I grew up <laughs> with my mom singing to me or whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah. And this is, uh, I mean, that I saw. Your yeah, um, eerie, eerie horror movie version of You Are My Sunshine is uh, is like, like I, I can't, that, that should be a parody already. Jesus. Well, uh, so I looked, the, that uh, show Charmed opened with uh, a cover from Love Spit Love, which I think is like the guy from the Psychedelic Furs later band. Yeah. Uh, a cover of uh, How Soon Is Now. And it's yep. it's so unnecessary and so stupid. But somebody probably bought themselves, a, you know, they paid off their house. You know what I mean? So anyway, the point here is, I just wanted to point this out because I don't think we'll do the Bad Brains cover, but I would like to. And if we end up doing it, I know that if it ends up in a TV or a commercial or anything like that, not that it would, because how many people recognize the first riff of a bad, bad brain song? I mean, any any punk might get eye against eye, you know, mm-hmm. but but it doesn't exactly like doesn't grab people the way immigrant song does, right? But here's the point: is I already braced myself. I was like, oh, I was doing the pros and the cons. So I was like, of bands to cover, and I was like, somebody's get, if we get a sync off of that, somebody's gonna go. Why does the white guy version of a black guy band get the sync? But this is me trying to communicate with the world that sometimes there's a simple reason. And the simple reason is that I'm cheaper. It's got nothing to do with anybody's preference towards anything. It's just sometimes the white version is the knockoff cheap version. That's what would be happening here. So I mean, which I, has been the story of rock music for the last yeah, 60 there you years. Go. The black guy does it first and then the white people do a shittier version of it. Yeah, but uh, but, but here's the thing is I would be demanding less money th- than the bad brains. You know what I mean? So it, it's uh it's just a, but I just thought how funny it was where I was like where I was like, "Oh, that's my be idea like, for you." What's that? Here's my idea for you. Tell me. Pick a no, like a known song on that list. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. No one is syncing a bad brain song. Let's be realistic. Unless that's, it's like fucking fact. like Steve O's podcast or something. Like you're not going to make any <laughs> fucking money over that. Get like a fucking like if it's fucking the starting line, whatever the fuck it is, Fallout Boy, whatever bullshit. No, it's not. It's not that type of shit. Oh no, no, it's older punk. But like, do an older punk song that people will know. Bad religion. Yeah, I so want to conquer the list. world. Get get yourself some KROQ plays. That's what I'm saying. Like, so here's here's what you do. You get the pure noise money. They put you in a studio to record the song. Do both. Do a bad brain song for your own fucking edification. But you got to do another song that may get you, you know, in fucking you know American Pie Seven or something. See, that's that's the hustle. Is the American Pie Seven hustle? Yeah. Right. But guess what? They're not. You know, Jim's not like jerking off the fucking bad brain songs. <laughs> no bad religion. Do that, and they're then, like a blank song or like something like that. <laughs> like I feel like Bad Religion is too far afield. You got to go down the middle. Fucking, you know, I'm I'm shopping for shorts at Abercrombie. I, do I, the song. I so I suggested Sublime, and here's the thing: because you'd pick Date Rape, wouldn't you? No, I was gonna go. The, right. I was gonna go the wrong way. That's a good song. Oh, actually. It's a good one to it do. is. Yeah. However. The, the lyrics are actually more severe than the song David. Yes, yes. Uh, has anybody yes. listened to the, has yes, it's listened to the wrong way recently? No, no I just but know it's I like know got a good melody. No. It's Tom. It's bad. It's it's not good, Tom. 
<laughs> it's, it's not way good. worse than date rape. Yes. Really? It, oh my god. Annie's twelve years old, and in two more she'll be a whore. Yeah. Not. That's good. the first line. That's the first line. <laughs> I gave her all that I had to give. I'm gonna make it hard to live. Salty tears running down to her chin. It ruins her upper makeup. I never want to live. Yeah, what? Listen, yeah, we're gonna ups- if we read if we read them moving forward, we we, yeah, we'll actually done. upset our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. So, so this but, is the one so you wanted maybe, to do. Maybe not do that. No. So musically, that's their, most that's their most interesting song musically. So I was like, oh, that sucks. I so, but what's it the other one? Require you to get a what horn player too. What, what I got is the layup here because what I got has the most recognizable beat plus opening riff. So if I was just to do the science of like how this works, you know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, that's gold. But, and I also would like it because like Sublime is like, it's like such a goofy thing to cover. So I would, there's a Sublime song that fucking Lana Del Rey covered recently. That you should cover her cover. Oh God! Um, what's you should just cover "Jealous Girl" by Lana Del Rey. Doing time. The the uh, the song that's an unreleased B side that you can't get anywhere. Oh wow! That. Oh, I'm sorry. Summertime and living season. You know what's funny? We act, thinking now we're talking about this is all coming back to me now. It's like a Celine. Uh, yeah, Celine Dion song. We this song that we listened that I'm talking about that that Lana Del Rey did we listened to in the car yes. driving Gulch and and yeah. Drain back to Philly. Oh, Interesting, nice quick hits all tying together. Remember that? And they were like, and they were like, yeah, what the fuck is this? I'm like Lana Del Rey doing doing time by Sublime <laughs> Sans Rome. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, if you don't do drug church with Tom or something, and like let me get a piece oh, of that. Yeah. You, you you want a little bit of that uh, sink money. sink he dollar? Wants a, he wants a few sink burgers. <laughs> with a nothing burger, um, with the cheese. Yo, uh, I think I suggest you do the Star Trek theme song. I mean, there was one on the list that like is just so incongruent that we would be the assholes on the comp where people would be like, "Why is this on there?" But we would probably find a sink somewhere off of it, and it's good music, so it, it would be like fun to do in that respect. But like. I could just look at the comp and be like, why would this go here? This is dumb. <laughs> I'm still thinking you, you should do like, it's the impression that I get. Uh, a, on the list, Tom. The act- it's a great song. Great so, song. But here's the deal. Uh, so Boss Tones is on the list, but. Uh, They're but also then, on the comp. But, but then there's, but, yeah. then, but then there's a, li- then there's a, uh, you know, it suggests the impression that I get because that's the hit. They, they only want it. hits, right? But like the impression that that's when the Boston's jumped the shark for me. I was not into the Boston's on that record or past that. That's a great pop song, though. I I get it. You but acknowledge it now. Can you but, can your can your hater ass get over it and enjoy that song? I uh, no, I can't enjoy that song. That's that, that, that's like too everywhere. It's a good song. You're such a ska punk purist. Uh, did you, you guys know, know there's a Millen Collins song that's big? Yes, apparently, because I had looked it up after you mentioned it. <laughs> Never. I like one record. Never familiar. Um, it's called Life on a Plate. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pat, do me a favor. Look up um, if you want to hear some lyrics that hurt, that hurt feelings. Um, Millen Collins. And the song is called, let me look this up. Um, hold on. Please. What does Millen Collins mean? 
I don't know. They're from Sweden. Is it just? Is it just? Killer the- Crush is the song. Well, you, you know you're off to a bad start. Well, here's the deal, though, because it's like one of those things you're like, oh, this is like probably really cute. Like, oh, it's like a cute pop love song. Read them lyrics. Villain Colin is uh, a name for a skateboard trick, a variation of the skateboarding maneuver dubbed a melancholy. Okay, there you oh. go. All right. Don't know shit about They got really big after a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's you, you're overweight and lovely. Yes, it's true. A pig in walking shoes. You drool every time we kiss. I must say you rule. I'm falling in love with you. I know all those trendy girls would leave me when I'm broke and also be disgusted if I smoke. No joke. I don't need a model unless she's a major, has a major body. <laughs> uh, just an ounce of human touch. I realize it's a killer crush. I'm dancing. I'm overjoyed. I took a chance on you because I wanted some romance to, uh, to romance to, and now I'm happy as you can be, because this supersized woman means all to me. You know what? You also skip the first right. chorus. Might be all right. This, wait, wait. The first, um, the first uh, cor- uh, not the chorus. The first, first verse. First is, verse. I'm not blind, and I do have a nose. Right, but right before that is, I wonder what's the best thing is to have a face or to have charm. Well, my girl's two face, and she's a fart alarm. <laughs> I don't know, even know what that means. Yo, I'm not blind I and I do have because, a nose. Tom, I didn't read that because fart alarm didn't process in my brain. Because they Fart <laughs> alarm. I, seriously, fart I did alarm. not know what that meant. Fart alarm 7 is coming out in 2022. Pat, can that be our like, fucking crust band? Like all three Jesus of us are in it? Christ. Fart yeah, alarm, absolutely. All right, I got it. Holy fart shit. Alarm. All right, um, yo, I got one more quick hit. You guys got any? Um... Uh, yeah, I got a non-hardcore one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hit us with the non-hardcore one, then Pat, and then I'll close this off, because ours might overlap, PK. What do we think about the uh, Spider-Man uh, trailer? Anybody watch it? Oh, shit. I liked it. Um, so I think it looks awesome. Pat, they are undoing... They're redoing the uh, the One More Day, or No More... Whatever. The one, one More Day. Yeah, they're redoing yeah, the One the More Day. See, yeah, they're redoing the one more day, but replacing the Mephisto part with Doctor Strange. So I saw somebody critique the idea that Doctor Strange is not like an impetuous weirdo that would just like change the fabric of reality for a request from a teenager. And I think there's some merit to that. He in the at least in the in the uh, trailer, it seems like. Hey, he does Dr. it on a whim. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Doctor Strange, I'm I'm feeling out of sorts. Can you like maybe change all of reality and time? And he goes, Yeah. You know, yeah don't, listen, don't listen to that guy. I'm gonna do it. Wong, <laughs> don't do it. Shines him on. Might as well have said hasta la vista, baby. So, um, I, so I think that's a valid criticism. I also agree. hate I also hate multiverse stuff, but I do like. Hello, Peter. I, I do I do like that. That's good. Right, that little scene was really that, good. Really good. Which is kind of awesome. Hit me. Is that he's not actually saying hello to Tom Holland. No, yeah. He's probably saying it to a different one. He's saying hello to Tobey Maguire. Oh, yep. interesting. Okay. Because he's been buried. He They're literally over the Hudson, which is where he died in the movie. Okay. So, the, so Eric, who is the most pedantic film watcher I've ever met in my fucking life, we fight once he's a, a week about – the fact that he thinks that the King Kong movie doesn't work because King Kong would smell. And and he's like, <laughs> he, 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 it's like his brain is stuck on it. He goes, he goes, yeah, it's just like they would notice that he was, a, that he was there because he smells. And I'm like, Eric, he's a giant ape. He would make noise. Like the, nothing about it makes sense, man. And he's like, yeah, but they, 
He would smell. You could smell him. Like you could definitely <laughs> suspension smell him. of disbelief, my man. No, he's not with it. No. Okay. So, um, yeah, it, it, time, it is. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm with Eric on the thing that he was like, yeah, this doesn't work because Dr. Octopus was dead. And I was like, mm, that's true. You know, like it's a multiverse. So he could be like the Dr. Octopus that's like doing only fans on some other planet. But like, it's, it, it like, it, it does like, it's going to be a splicing. It's going to be, I mean, they're going to do some gymnastics to make it all work. Uh, because also, the Electro isn't going to be the same version of the Electro, but they're both going to be played by Jamie Foxx. Green mm. Goblin may look different. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and there's and, some kind of yeah. six. What's the pa- six? Pack Sinister of, like, six. Yeah, but they didn't. There's they've shown five, and there's a sixth. Well, oh. so they're gonna they're gonna this this whole movie is gonna set that up because this is basically cleanly enabling them to do a Sony Spider Verse. Um, where they can do all the Sony movies separate, but have it like, here's the origin point because there's no Marvel, uh, Marvel uh, uh, studios um, deal with Sony for Spider-Man uh, collaboration after this movie. So wild. the one thing that I did notice, mm-hmm. I thought of you guys when I saw the, cause I watched it like every breakdown, like here's yeah. 17 minutes on the two minute trailer. When they're sitting, when they're um, thanks um, Ryan Airy, yeah. <laughs> when they're up on the roof, like sitting there, or whatever. If you look, the graffiti says Ditko. Yeah, Steve Ditko. I saw that. Cute little nod. Cute. Nice nod. Nice nod. Like it. Appreciate it. Um, good quick yeah. hit. I, I am. Uh, I am going to go see that movie in the theater. So, I definitely would. Yeah. I definitely would. Uh, at the very least, it'll be a good popcorn movie. So, uh, Pat, sure. you got a quick hit. Yeah, it's it's uh, very adjacent to me, perhaps not even adjacent, but I understand adjacent to many of our listeners, which is uh, Olivia Rodrigo uh, just had to add uh, songwriting credits to Haley Williams and uh, the Josh Farrow, ex-guitarist, uh, because they wrote Misery Business, uh, mm-hmm. and Olivia Rodrigo has a song out that is not so getting clowns. It seems like people really enjoy it for this reason, but apparently it's just a complete interpolation of, yes. uh, of good for you. Yeah. And it's very like, Oh, this sounds familiar. And it, it's like, Oh, cause it is. So here's what's interesting about Olivia Rodrigo. And I don't, I'm like, you know, I'm too spent as a man to care about this, but uh, she just keeps ripping these songs off, man. Like this is her thing (laughs) like she she's got three under her belt that she's had to add like she had to add taylor swift to one of the Uh songs right oh really yep and she would have had to add elvis costello but elvis costello said i don't what the hell do i care but like but i mean she has a song that is an elvis it's just pump it up but like that's really funny but elvis costello was he literally just wrote it's fine by me which is that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's very gracious. Because like, what the fuck does he care? You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be dead I mean, in ten years. That's a lot of fucking like, money, fuck? though. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean anything. So, uh, but anyway. So you're saying that Haley, obviously not same quality human being it's Elvis as Elvis Costello. Costello, Declan McManus. You know, um, uh, well, <laughs> Elvis Costello famously uh, called uh, an iconic uh, black musician a word that you're not supposed to, and I've never heard of <laughs> Haley Williams doing that. So I think by the standards of the day, she so might your be the, team Haley over Elvis Costello. 
No, I'm team. I'm team uh, Elvis Costello over basically every musician of the last forty years. But uh, it, it is a, a on record fact. He's apologized, but it is an on record fact that he said uh, a drunken, inappropriate, uh, uh, hardcore racist thing. And uh, I don't think Haley Williams yet has been accused of that. So uh, you know, wow, it's just a, yeah. a thing to consider for our audience that gauges their musical tastes on uh, what somebody said uh, twenty eight years ago. His aim is true. Um, quick hit. Last quick hit. I think it's a good one to close on because this was this was an interesting thing and we haven't talked about it yet. Um, the band Zulu, a band we are all familiar with. Tom, yep. you actually played them on one of your uh, WATG episodes. Year, baby. Uh, oh, band from Los Angeles. Hardcore band from Los Angeles. I know where they're from. Yeah. Uh, release some merch uh, on their Instagram, what is at the time of recording five days ago, uh, that says Zulu on the front. I like the font. And then on the back, it it's says... Belly. Is it Belly? Oh. The yeah. movie Belly. Yep, yep, yep. The That's cool. Yeah. And the back says, abolish white hardcore. And um, it caused some people getting upset on the internet. Okay. People got big mad. Okay. Did they... Uh, like, here's my question. I don't doubt that there's some shithead who had a strong opinion about it, right? I don't doubt that. There, I definitely saw a few. But, but like, by volume, I'm now, like, very skeptical on outrage whenever it's like, of course, like, yo, people were losing their shit. And I'm, I go and I look and I'm like, it's fewer than 11 people. In, in, in a, you know, there's, that, there's, that very well might be what we're talking about. And that's part of what I'm, I want to point out. But um, there were some vocal shitheads about it you know and yeah well what is the opposite yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um and i thought i believe one of the guys from the band actually commented in the uh replies and basically put it pretty well and he said you know this isn't abolish white people in hardcore it was to abolish the idea of white hardcore like like uh and and to conceptualize it that, like that and i thought it was actually a really interesting way to look at it and uh yeah, I, also, I, I thought it was interesting because it seems as though they generated conversation with the shirt, which I would hope was part of the intent. Yeah, I mean, I'm, none of I, us were offended. I'm in a completely different place with this sort of shit. Like uh, it, the gym that I went to in uh, the year 2000, it was uh, uh, Tom. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. Bob might just it, it was in Brooklyn anyway. You'd recognize the building, but it. it uh, there was a dude that would lift next to me, huge fucking dude, whose shirt just read "Kill White People." And, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't think shit about it because he wasn't killing me. So, <laughs> yeah, my, if he had the desire to, he, you were right there, and he could have done it very easily. Could have done it very yeah. easily. So, but my point here is, um, now obviously nobody likes the implication that this like what would this mean for a marginalized group right like nobody wants me walking around with a like kill black guys shirt right i get it but like from my perspective even if it's even if the zulu shirt said abolish 
uh, white the, people in uh, hardcore. Uh, yeah. yeah. If it was like if it was right. like su- if it was like super specific, if it was like abolish <laughs> white hardcore podcasters over the age of thirty five, that might be the next one. Is abolish white hardcore podcasters. Nobody, st- nobody steal that shit. <laughs> Someone's gonna do that and be like, but, that'll be the next beef that we have. But my oh, thing is like, okay. we, we 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 bless it here. We're good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I like what's it cost me? Like I don't know. Like if, for anybody that was upset by the abolish uh, uh, white hardcore thing. Like, look, I get it. There's a lot of people out there that are like, and everybody don't send me the fucking email. I'm just telling you what the fucking lay of the land is. There's a lot of people out there that are just like spent on race. They don't want to have any more conversations about race. They're tired on race. Right. So like, let's just say that that's where you're at with it. And you just see this hardcore band and you're like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Okay, that's fine. But the things that I would urge people to remember is, yo, a hardcore is supposed to be provocative and transgressive. Mm-hmm. And like at, at least by my measure, it like, it's supposed to be, it doesn't gotta be that we got hardcore bands that the, all three of us love that are as fucking safe as ice cream. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. but, but, but I'm never going to be mad at your fucking, like, I'm sure that Zulu, like exactly like the, the, the kid from the band said, you know, it's just about looking at this differently. It's not talking about you as a person, chill out. But even if it was talking about even me if it was person. even and and it, you know what if you're someone who has a problem with it maybe it is about you then who fucking you know what I right. mean like, I saw somebody like that that's on my timeline that was like let me see somebody wear that shirt in front of me they're gonna get beaten you know what I guess and I'm try like, is that really you know what I mean uh, try I mean this I dude this dude's uh, yeah um, probably good but or his friends definitely good um, but yeah I mean I you know. It's like, yeah, they, they, you know, it, it, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. If you took that to heart and you were really that upset by it, maybe you want to look in a mirror and really kind of take, take some kind of accounting of, of why that made you feel so upset. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, that tour that they just did with Scowl and Head to Wall looked pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The pictures were great. Like, they looked like there was a ton of people everywhere. No, I mean, um, people should check out Zulus. They should check out Scowl. The they should check out Head to Wall, actually, too. I just checked them out the other day. Um, uh, I think have- the, 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 the big thing, before we move on anything else, but the idea of this is the idea of thinking about, like, what would white hardcore be and what does that look like if you had never, ever thought about it in that context before? Right. It's pretty much like make it less fucking cis white dudes up front. Just or who's, wrong? or, or, who's mad at that? Right. And well, just, okay, hold on. And, I'm gonna I mean, play devil I'm gonna play devil's advocate when we don't. get there. I'm I'm just gonna say, like, yo Thanks. This is Axe Grind. Have a good it, week. No, I'm Love just gonna say if if you are a cis white dude and you can't uh-huh. do shit about that, but you just wanna play music and, and now don't get me wrong, I'm not taking the side because you could literally. I'm current as we talk. I'm looking up the song that for some reason I cannot. Who does any? This is going to be so inside baseball. Do you guys remember the person who was responsible for Lost Lost and Found Records? Do you remember the name of the human being? Oh, uh, in Europe? Yes. Stefan, I have no idea. Am I re- okay? I'm sorry, Daniel. guys. I'm um, taking you in a real direction now. Yeah, Bear it with was me. a bootlegger. I didn't think there was like we were allowed to know who it was. Well. I'm I'm trying to have a memory. Help me out. There is a <laughs> Give comp. Give me a memory. There is a comp where one of the songs is semen in the eye of, oh. and I and I thought it was the guy from Lost and Found. Am I wrong? 
That could that could be true. Semen in the eye. You know what, Pat? Google semen in the eye. And yeah, I'll tell you, it didn't work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm right now. I'm on Discogs. Well, what's this semen, semen in the eye comp. Even yeah, Discogs. <laughs> even Discogs is is giving me stuff like Cream Face ba- is a band, but from Finland, and it's mm. it, it's a porno grind. And this is yeah, uh, sounds about right. Semen in the eye, lost and found. Also not great, though. It did pull up a self.com at article that says so you got semen in your eye here's what to do oh my god yeah that was the number one hit for me yeah by the way uh cream face has some real song titles out here dude this this semen in the eye thing is a major problem yeah it's major (laughs) what to do if you got sperm in your eyes damn jesus christ all right um somebody somebody hit us up with that please Um, so all right so another hot topic or a, well, yeah. Or so a, shout out to Zulu. Uh, yeah. appreciate, out, yeah. the, appreciate the conversation starter. I think it's a cool thing. And if you've yeah. never thought about what white hardcore is, think about, think it. about it. Yeah. Um, a thing that we didn't talk about, but like was kind of a. I was very proud of my buddy on here. The uh, military gun drug church pop up gig. Oh yeah. People were very excited and very jealous of Los Angeles, California. Oh, that's cool. To see that. How did it go? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're still feeling it. it yeah. Uh, it didn't work out for me that great, but it was uh, really fun. Uh, a venue that should be used for more gigs of this type. I don't know if it could host a, you know, like when, uh, how old am I? When I'm talking to venue dudes now, 47, I'm like, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. When you're when talking talk- to the venue owner and they're like, oh, well, what are you doing here, sir? No, no, no. I mean, are that's, you looking for the senior for center? Sure. Yeah. Approaching that. Playing but, in this band? No, I mean, Whenever I uh, talk to a venue dude and they're like, they're like, oh, that's great that this worked out. Maybe we'll have more shows like this. I always want to be like, yeah, there's probably like 10 bands that you can just like not have because people will destroy your place. You know, right. here's like a list of some, yeah, a good I, list and a bad list. I mean, I wouldn't snitch like that, but like it, it's, I want to be like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, drug church works because it's hardcore adjacent and kids just want to jump off of things. And bounce, yeah. But, you know, there is... Maybe like, not a hate breed off date. Right. We got to be honest. I, I, you know, this this dude that runs the venue is not a boob. He understands. But, like, it's... Whenever there's a chance that somebody will put th- somebody through your wall, that's a... Di- you got yeah. to be ready for that as a venue. But there's a lot of bands that you can have with no security, bands you can have, you know, like... Yeah. Like, VFW style, but in a somewhat somewhat more real venue right that's cool what kind of a place was it so it's a place that does like gallery shit in this big like kind of like looks like it would be filled with smoke in the 80s really high ceilings warehouse sort of shit and then in the back there's what amounts to like probably they're like dining or smoking area or whatever the fuck it is but like if you take all the seats out it's just this narrow ass hall or narrow ass alley of it's it's actually like it's really great if we did ourselves a disservice by having like we we capped it at 150 we should have capped it at 200 and just like made it so there was people all the way into the fucking next room and that right, that right, would have been right. really fun and it was 21 and over though that was the last minute thing right yeah but uh, here's the deal this oh this is a quick hit do, uh, do we have like a real topic today or do you want to go into a quick hit because let's uh, go into a quick a hit we do have a topic maybe we'll we'll catch it on the is uh, there any, also is there any footage of the show because your your fucking roommate 
posted 15 seconds of the band of Drug Church going. Beep. It was scintillating. No <laughs> lyrics, nothing. Just like them kind of being like, Beep. waiting for like the hi hat click. And I was like, this is all you got? Yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. seconds of this? No pat? <laughs> no songs? No people moshing? No singing along? Mm. Literally just them doing their Sonic Youth. Uh, scintillating. So, um, is there video? Yes, I think there is some, right? I, I- One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. I'm still stuck on the semen in the eye song. Thing. Hard thing to get past, man. I'm, 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 does anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I crazy right now? Maybe. I thought it was a straight edge comp that wasn't wasn't uh the the some ideas are poison um was it a lost and found comp no 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 no. it's it's definitely not i i can hear nate wilson yelling to the computer right now i think it's like fashion hold on let's see um anyway the uh uh uh, the show the show the show show was fun yeah it was cool um had a good time uh you play what'd you do new songs old songs mix of both no just just the hits We, we it was really like um we had a, uh, a, a, we talked about it. We, we, I was fighting with Ian and fighting, I was fighting with literally everybody, uh, mm. it, it, about the Patty was stupid music video and, uh, the, 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 uh, the show was taped, uh, by our man, Jonathan, but it was, uh, we don't know if we'll use it or not. It, the show almost in some ways, respectfully to citizen and their agent and everybody involved. It was almost like a, Oh, we might have a radius clause. Let's make it a music video. That's that's outside of the idea of a radius clause. Sure. But those shows are sold out already, right? Yes, it didn't matter. It, at the end of the day, Citizen got back to us and we're like, "Don't worry about it." You know what I mean? But it, uh, we got it, buddy. It, 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 <laughs> but it was uh, it, it, when it was first conceived. I thought it was a real music video shoot, and then they they were like, "No, you boob." You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry." All right. Was that your first time seeing Military Gun? Uh, yeah, but I didn't see them. I was in the next room. What'd you think? Like were they style, good? Man. They were good. How, how did they sound through the? How did the the kick drum sound through the the wall? Sounded pretty lit. That's probably wall. all you heard. It sounds pretty lit. Also, another quick hit. Sorry, do it. We're no rush. And this is my age showing. I think probably, but you guys might. I don't know. So Joyce Manor mm-hmm. did a two night stand at the Hollywood Palladium. Oh, yeah. Yep, which is four thousand people a night. I mean, it was also a turnover in Tiger's Jaw, mm. but they sold out in like far in advance, 8,000 tickets, and now they're playing Central Park, yep. which is like 6,000 people. Yep. Whoa. Like in the central, like in the, in the summer stage kind of like, it's not like where like Diana Ross played. It's like, you know, in the, there's like a state, it's, I mean, it's a full setup. It's really nice. Like I saw Elvis Costello there. I saw Fiona Apple there, mm. but like. They're playing the same show with Tiger's Jaw and and uh, Turnover, yeah, Turnover. And there's an opener that I was like, which showed how old I was because I was like, I have no idea. It was like Daddy Slinky and the something somethings, 
And then I looked and like, oh, they have 200,000 monthly listeners. So that was like so not even like. Oh, you're not a big daddy slinky oh, guy? Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. That's yeah, a, oh yes, sorry, I think yes. I think they're like no, an, I. I think they're an Albany band, honestly. Um, well, apparently, a lot of people like them. More successful than Drug Church, as far as all these aficionado. No, it's like, Ooh. but the, these kids, as I understand it, like had their own like basement scene there. Uh, maybe they moved out of Albany. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they are from Albany. In the photo, the one dude's wearing a uh, mixtapes title fight ripoff t-shirt so that's interesting shout out to them for putting out the now that's what i call music volume 420 that's pretty <laughs> fucking funny. funny it's a mom jeans prince daddy and the hyena and pictures of vernon split ep kind of thing yo good for these fellows for being apparently I mean, doing well yeah, I, mean, I mean all of their merch are ripple is ripoff merch doing better than my bands all right Shout out uh, by the Daddy. way, the, cl- the closest I've come is a God Stomper song called "Semen in the Eye of Seth Putnam." So, uh, but I don't think that's the Maybe original. Maybe cover. I, d- no. I don't think that's the original. Are we talking like a, what was the label that like Abinanda was on? Are we talking like no, uh, it's not endless evolution fight. kind of thing. No, no it, burning it, fight or whatever. Not burning. Not fight. endless fight. Um, endless. No. Yeah, I think so. No, I thought it was a burning something. Burning heart. No, that's a di- that. Uh, different that's label. a different, different label. label. I'm looking at Endless Fight, which is the one that uh, definitely uh, Abin Honda was on it, I'm pretty sure. Um, Straight Edge is fucked too. Wow, we're so really this is what the we're show really evolves now, fellas. When, I'm, so, when, I'm when we, sorry. When we try to keep it loose, we, we end up down uh, holes where we're just stuck searching on Discogs. I mean, this is what Pat does like on like a Tuesday it afternoon. Is. So like oh, now we're actually getting some insight into like – you know, like people are like that love drug church and love self defense. They go like, I wonder what Pat's everyday life is. You're you just got an insight to it. No, hundred percent. I mean, if Eric comes in, and they sing fucking pay to come or like something. Like you literally have seen the last week of his life. That's it's not off at all. Not no. That's, it's, uh, it's the reality. It's a, it's a nice life. All right, uh, I think we're done with the quick hit section of the evening. Is that right? Yeah, I had something, but then I lost it. So let's move on. I mean, he's fucking. Looking for semen in the eye. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm stuck on the semen in the eye thing. Yeah, we did an hour. And we did 70 minutes of quick hits. Is that That's true? good. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, guys, uh, we are having a hardcore sleepover. Um, it got me thinking about it because I was like, oh, let's you know. Sometimes we do heavier topics. Sometimes we do lighter stuff. It's you know. I was like, you know what? Sometimes we haven't dwelled in the dorm room too much recently. You know, we touched on it last week with, or maybe two weeks ago with our, our veganism conversation. We um, did do 10 minutes on the kid from Nirvana's covers dick though. Totally. Which I, I am felt so excited for the 22 reissue with big dick baby. You know, that's going to be cool. <laughs> like that's super cool. Scratch and sniff. Um, oh. But uh, I was like, you know, what's funny is when you sleep over, you know, your hardcore buddy's house, or you're on a tour, whether it's a weekend or, you know, a full-on tour, and you end up doing hardcore sleepover. Sometimes really nice. Sometimes it can really be too much. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just want people to shut the fuck up and turn off the straight video. Often. That's right. That's right. Uh, and sometimes you end up watching, you know, um, Edge of Coral, and you think <laughs> yeah, it's you a do. great time. Yeah, straight do. edge kegger. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get in the dorm room. Let's get out the sleeping bags. Maybe we're going on tour, guys, um, and have a hardcore sleepover. Oh wow! 
I have some questions from folks who didn't totally get the energy, but that's okay. I like yeah, that. I, yeah. um, I'm going to start it with asking you guys both. This is a little bit lighter, but also a fun question. Both of you have toured quite a bit. Yes. What is the single most fun thing you've done on a tour off day? That you look back and you're like, that was a that was a good day in the like groundhog day style. Uh that was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I just repeat that day for the rest of my life? I got one. Hit us. Go. Um, we on an off day went uh, Matt MPV's parents had like a lake house somewhere in outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we spent um the entire off day there. He had a pontoon boat. I rode a jet ski. Wow. I pissed myself when something touched me, my foot, but it was only like kelp. But I'm city. Like, I don't get this. Like, sure, you know, sure. Like it's, it's so, everything's like so foreign to me. Like, I'm outside and like, I was like, holy fuck. And I'm like, they're like, dude, there's nothing in here. And I'm like, well, something just grabbed my fucking ankle. And it was like plants in, in the bottom of the lake. Um, that was pretty awesome. We all like stopped and like drove and we all got like matching outfits. Oh, wow. Like colorful shorts and yeah, like yeah. fucked up shirts. I wore a visor for some reason because I we thought it would be funny. Um, there's photos of this around that, and then another time, <laughs> very first tour, us and shot down. We're in Florida. We play with Chai Hulud, become friends with Chai Hulud. They we all go to like some. It's not Disney World, but it was like some like kind of park, like some kind of like uh, amusement park. Yeah, and the um, Mark from Shot Down, my buddy, like. It, they're doing like bumper cars or something or like, no, it was like some kind of racetrack or whatever. And he didn't know how to stop. And he went like full bore, like full speed into the guitars from shutdown. Ooh. Like fucking like jammed them up pretty bad to the point that like the guitar player just got out of the, his car, went up and like punched Mark. Right oh, <laughs> and we were all like, what the, f-? like, I, like as much as I've hated people in my band, like I've never punched somebody. Right. Right. Like, we've gotten to, like, fuck you, fuck you, but, like, never being, like, all right, I'm going to swing on you next. Literally just got out, didn't say a word. It was, like, blah. And, like, Mark was probably 16. Oh, yeah, right. 17. This dude was probably 18 or 19. Like, literally fucking popped him in the middle of a fucking, like, it was, I think the place is called More Fun. So anyone in, like, the Miami area, if they remember a place called More Fun, I think that's what it was called. But yeah, why it was just hilarious because we'd always joke about like, hey, remember the time that like fucking Steve punched Mark right in the face? Like we I relived that for ten years. So uh Tom, just as a note on your lake day, which sounds really nice right now. It was fantastic. Just as a city city suburb kid difference. Today at the beach I had a jellyfish on my head at one point and uh also shoved a crab in my son's mouth. Um mm. He did not. Yeah, if I saw a crab, I'd like literally go fucking. He was so mad, running. but it was really funny. It's been. A, did you not realize you had jellyfish on your head? Eh, it just happens. They were in there. It was actually really. But don't nice. they sting? Um, they can, but you just pee on it. It's fine. They're not the. They're not the dangerous types of jellyfish. They just sting a little bit. Um, my my old brother in law got got one of those like man of war. Oh, <sighs> and that wasn't even close. It was like down. You know, the fucking tendrils go on for fucking 20 feet of yeah it. those those things wrapped around his leg was brutal. yeah those things are no jooke I, I saw a man of war on the beach uh at a weird little beach on one of the keys down in my uh, virginia key actually and had no idea i was like oh what's this weird blue thing i was like it was a portuguese man of war yeah and i was like oh and then figured it out later i was like i'm really glad i didn't choose to touch that thing um 
So yeah. All right. That's that's a, those are really good days off. Lake day sounds better than fighting. Yeah, I mean, the other one was just funny, but the lake day was fucking fantastic. And it was a beautiful house and it was being on a, you know, on a pontoon boat. Yeah, it sounds nice. It was great. Patrick. I just, after looking up more semen stuff, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I couldn't think of anything. I was like, uh, I, cause everything I thought of, I didn't participate in. So it'd be like, oh, you know, the guys are going whitewater rafting or something. I'd be like, yeah, I got work to do. I, I went to Whole to do. Foods. Yeah. I, 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 I do the same thing. Every it must day. really be a joy to tour with. No, everybody hates me. I I, uh, I just like to park up at, uh, at a Whole Foods or ideally a co-op and uh, work on my computer. I like to stare out the window. Uh, and I, and I like I, to look up weird things like semen in the eye of lost and found. Okay. Have you never, have you not done a fun thing? In my life, I'm like, sure. Hey, you know, no, no, no. Like on on, on off day like, of tour. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I mean, sure. You've flown in like helicopters and fucking sh- and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. In Jamaica. In Jamaica. Uh, we weren't on tour. We were recording. But uh, we went on a scary um, scary flight, like a little like a fly around the island. Uh, we did a, a touch. Uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, at James yeah. Bond Beach. Um it James was, Bond Beach. Yeah, so uh, Ian Fleming really loved Jamaica, and uh, th- there's a place called James Bond Beach as a result. Did he take the name from the beach for the character, or vice versa? No, no, they named it. F- I, let's find out. Um, so, holy shit! I, I Wikipedia over here. Well, l- let me say yeah, that please, he's in his element. Just so people know, when he says he doesn't do fun things or everybody hates him. He, this is what he enjoys so much is just looking right, at He doesn't up enjoy on, what you on, enjoy. On, no matter what it is you enjoy, he doesn't like it. So James Bond Beach is the name of the beach. Uh, yeah. The Fleming it, it, Villa. Ooh, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, Tom, go to the Fleming Villa.com. Wow. So, Pat, you're on tour. You know, there's a break. It's like a Tuesday. You know, you know how people do. Like, you know, there's there's always like, hey, we'll trade you two guest list spots if anyone's got like anybody work at fucking Disney World, anybody work at Six Flags or anything. You've never done that. No, I don't like to uh, have fun. Yeah, I don't like I don't like to have fun. I don't like to be jostled. Uh, yeah. uh, on the end of the year tour, we did skip a show actually and just hung out in Chicago because the show was supposed to be beat, and we didn't really do anything. No, I don't do any. I, I like to walk around entire cities. I think that's fun. Yeah, we there was a lot of walking. That was a nice day, um, but we, it wasn't like we did anything memorably fun. By the way, there's a dude named there's a guy named DBD Boy uh, who does uh, videos about semen retention, and mm-hmm. the number one the question he answered last was why do eyes go red to white on retention? So. The idea, and based on the comments that I'm reading, obviously I'm not watching the videos while I'm on to, uh, on the call with you guys, but I uh, <clears throat> I'm l- looking at the comments, and it looks like a lot of people confirm that when they relapse their 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 language, uh, their eyes become uh, bloodshot. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Uh, my favorite tour day off was on uh, the Rights Jams tour. We were driving between Austin and New Mexico and Albuquerque. Okay. And we took kind of back roads after a certain point and pulled over in the middle of like high desert somewhere. 
geez, I could probably find it on map. I think I've found it before, but it was like high desert. And we just like wandered around in these old, like what felt like pioneer town style buildings that were all falling over. That's cool. That's fun. That I, was, thought I feel like those bad. dudes seem like they're down. Joey C is down for some fun. Oh, I mean, everybody in the van, All those dudes, everybody like, in the van down is excited like, to walk around fun. and do that. Most of the tour was stopping at Gold's Gyms every day. Cool. Um, I mean, sure. Yep. You don't look that good in the cutoff shirt without <laughs> doing, putting some work in. 100%. Um, and then the other half of the van would uh, either s- sit in the van or wander around or go to a record store or whatever. Um, sure. So, but that was, a, that was a good day. So shout out. That was a fun one. I thought Did you go to White Sands? Didn't. I almost went this trip across the country and pretty uh, intense. Did, yeah. We we went there on an off day. I really want to go. It's on my. Crazy. It's high on my list. What were you gonna say? Hurt your eyes. Yeah. Oh. I th- I thought of two things that I've done on off days. Uh, okay. I've gone to Centra- please tell us. I've gone to Centralia, uh, Pennsylvania. That's oh, right. Yep. Okay, that sounds about right. And, and watched the smoke come from the sidewalk, which is fun. Yep. Um, and then we also uh, in that. In, in the Virginia? Point Pleasant area, we West, went, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, not Point Pleasant, New Jersey, home of that's Jersey right. Mike's. Yeah, that's right. We, we went searching uh, for the Mothman, mm-hmm. uh, and we did not find him. But we did, we did identify some mm-hmm. like. Uh, so they've got these old like, um, like I guess uh, there's, there's just these old buildings with dynamite in them. It's not a good idea, but um, yeah. But uh, so hunting for cryptids is, is is a thing that I would do on my day off for sure. Not answer this. That's cool. That sounds like a fun day off. All right. Um, continuing on that theme, was there a moment on a tour where you felt mad, irrationally irritated, or bothered in a way that you can look back on now and be like, yeah, whatever? Like, I'm not, I don't want, don't give me something that you're still like, nah. Still mad about that one, you know. I don't want. We're not trying to rally, but but you can look back on now and go, yeah, I was pretty mad about that, and but whatever, it's all good now. Yeah, pretty much all of it. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I go, what really, dude? Like this is what you get worked up about. The one that gets me, and will get me every tour, I think, is when someone eats my food when I'm on stage. On stage. How are they eating your food when they're up there with you? No, it's not them. It's like you let people in your green room or there's you sharing it with a band or whatever bullshit. And you, that's when you put a sign over it. Listen. Or you or you lick in the, in each individual object. I'll t- I take st- I just remember there was one occasion where they somebody is like some promoter actually went to the trouble of giving me a vegan pizza, which by the way sounds like such a fucking minor thing, but everybody trust me, it's like fucking cause for Is that Ted Etal? Cause for celebration. Ted would definitely give me I, I would trust Ted. He always me. got vegan pizza. Hey buddy, got your vegetable pizza, buddy. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember somebody ate it all while I was on the stage and I wait until I'm done playing to eat so that I'm not like disgusting. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes total yeah. sense. Terrible feeling. And when I got off stage, I was like, "All you wanted." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, you, they wanted an encore. You're like, "Fuck that!" I'm eating this pizza. I, I was hot. I, I, I was big mad. And uh, yeah, so that sort of shit. Like, please don't touch my motherfucking food, please. No, that would especially being vegan and on tour back then, probably as well. It's like, come on, dude, come on. That's pretty shitty. That, and I always, I, I always. Yeah. I'll say I wasn't mad, but the time in France that I was given uh, spaghetti and I said, oh, okay, um, can I have 
uh, some some sauce, and they said, "Oh, uh, you're vegan." And I said, "Yeah." So my French isn't going to be very good, everybody. And uh, they said, "You're vegan." I said, "Yeah, that's true." They said, "No, it's butter sauce." And I said, uh, "You don't got like a red sauce?" And they brought over pump ketchup. <laughs> and I mean, you're an American. You're from Albany. They probably thought like uh, they it's pretty much. They the might have watched thing. a YouTube video on what do people from Albany, New York, eat? It's true. Pump ketchup. I got this at the Pasta A&W. with pump ketchup sounds good. <laughs> Just can't go a little oil. Home. That's what I'm saying. Woof. I know your food's supposed to be rich here, but like I, I'm quite certain you can find some olive oil. <laughs> Tom, any specifics? Anything you can remember? Be like, damn, that was annoying. Any specifics? Um, come on. I, I've met a few of the people you tour with. They seem like wonderful people, but. I could, you know, every, anybody can gr- grind on a gear. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. It's hard to to, to figure out. Um, I would say we were big mad at um, a mutual friend, Lou. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we played um, Gainesville Fest before it became Fest, mm-hmm. and it was uh, some tiny. It was like bonkers. It was like ba- it was insane. Yeah. And like. Um, you know, we got like got this like ridiculous reaction. It was like so unbelievable, and um, our like Lou, our merch guy, was buddies with Glass Eater, mm-hmm. so we hung out mostly with Glass Eater, like that day, and we left, and we get like you know fucking two hours away or whatever, and we realize he left two giant garbage bags full of merch, oh, like at no. the venue, and we're like, yo, what the fuck? And like we got like stupid, like we got angry because it was like, dude, that's like hundreds of dollars that we don't have. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But at the time, like we all were like super fucking like pissed, and that now it's kind of like who gives a fuck? I hope someone found it and put it to good use, or didn't, and burned them. I don't care. Yeah, Um, my my version is that someone found them. They're still in the garbage bags. They're just waiting for you guys still. Yeah, like I mean, they got to be coming back soon, or they give it to the other. Oh, this is MPB. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've like. I mean, I almost squared off with Artie Philly once. Mm. Um. That I was big mad about in like Europe somewhere because like we had played and I was like super sick and I like sure. in Europe like you went like you know all the venues had like you slept upstairs yeah 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 so we were playing last and like I fucking felt like I was gonna die so I like as soon as we played I went right upstairs and went to bed right and like I hear him being mad that I didn't load out <laughs> so I was like all right, I'm gonna get out of my sick bed and come down and beat up this fucking dude in the middle of fucking <laughs> you know Dusseldorf whoever the fuck right and like they had like. This other dude from Millhouse that was in Killer Idols like defended me. I was like, "Yo, man, is, you see, he's fucking like." But I remember being like, "All right, now I'm going to hold a grudge against you for like a month." But now, yeah, I, I I know I've said this before. If I wanted to fucking load gear, I would have been born ugly like the rest of you. I'm a fucking <laughs> singer. I put in a lot of work doing my little stupid little singing dance. Don't fucking ask me to load a goddamn thing. I didn't choose. Well, what- to pl- exactly. I didn't choose to play these th- th- stupid, stupid instruments. Get these fucking full cabs the fuck out of my life. And don't ever ask me to move a full cab. I'll drop it right on I'm, your head. I'm going to use that. Pat, I got one for you. Hit me. This is what I tell yeah. the bands. like Because everyone likes to make believe like that I don't help with stuff, which is bullshit. I don't. I mean, I do sometimes. I don't do as probably much as everybody else. But like, yo, that's not mine. <laughs> so what I like I don't have to move your drums because they're not mine. I don't give a fuck. 
um, there's a drum set here. You, we didn't have to move anything. You chose to bring your fucking half stack. What I tell everybody is like, I don't carry equipment. I carry the band. Yeah, it's the best yeah. thing you can say. That's exactly to the point. And it's the truth. Hey, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were a lot of fights about, hey, what the fuck? You never fucking help. You know, bring out my fucking symbol bag. Or my, you know, Yo, that's that's when I get nasty. That's when I say, put it on God. I'll never do it once. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> never, never, not a fucking chance. Now that you said that, I'm never touching it. Yeah, well, 100. <laughs> on God. Yo, has there ever been a moment for either one of you on tour where you're like, why am I doing this? I don't actually struggle with. I, I have a mental problem where I'm equally happy wherever I am. It's not until after that I realize that I'm a miserable fucking asshole. Yo, what, Tom, by the way, pause. How do we get self-deprecating, Patrick? What the fuck happened to you today, PK? I, I like it. I mean, I did just say I was I was born handsome, so I don't know. Um, you, you also said earlier, I mean, everybody hates me. So it was like, yeah, well, that's, really but that, on one. But I don't have thing. any friends. Everybody hates me. No, listen. I'm a miserable you, asshole. Yeah, listen, it's weird, man. I don't think people are justified i think people are fucking losers but like it, it's it, is this it, you auditioning for good charlotte what the fuck's going no, on no, I'm just say, listen i'm just saying that like i don't see any reason why this people would the lie answer. to themselves like i'm a difficult person that a lot not everybody likes but they're wrong you know what i'm saying like like i i you can confess that oh yeah they don't like me and you can say sure but that's sure, sure. They're, but, but that's they're, they're, they're a loser losers. right yeah, yeah yeah okay tom what about you a moment where you're on tour and you're like what why am I doing this? Um, yeah, probably the uh, the Vancouver. Um, oh no, we've talked about the Vancouver one. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> the indecision tours were pretty rough, <laughs> um, and we did one that um, we drove out to California to play for Revelation. That's right. That's right. Um, and we played in uh, maybe it was Chain Reaction or whatever. Before, the, it was Chain before. Reaction. Yeah, what was it? Was like, it was like Public Storage? Public Storage. That's right. Yep. And. Um, so we play that like literally no one come like it's like revelation people and like people that ended up becoming like 18 visions and throw down like all there. And they were like, yeah, we came to see you guys because we figured it'd be like crazy like VOD. And then it was just us. I go, cool. Um, and Ray Harkins's first band, like that was one of their first shows mm. was playing that show. Like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's sweet. But um, the next day we like go and play like some fucking art place in like uh, I forget exactly where it was. And we show up, you know, middle of the day and, so, you know, the person's opening up and, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, what kind of band are you? And we're like, yeah, we're like a punk hardcore band. And they're like, oh, it's a shame. Last night we had, um, you know, a BYO show, like a bunch of punk bands and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, and they're like, we're not really sure who's playing tonight. Mm. And we're like, and it was like a Tuesday or something, something fucking brutal. We're like, oh, okay. So, we're like, you know, we're just going to go down the road and get a sandwich. We'll be back. <laughs> and we just went back to New York. Wow. We never came back. But that was the whole thing. We all were like, yeah, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah. Because, I mean, for me, I mean, it's not for everybody else, but like, I, I can say as a singer, and maybe Pat can say, it sucks. Like, screaming sucks. Screaming. It doesn't feel great. No, it doesn't feel great. So, like, to do it to like literally for like no return, like, I'll play fucking free shows for the rest of my life if you can promise me there's going to be fucking 50 people up front singing along. But like to be like, oh cool! I'm like gonna have to yell for half an hour to like the bartender and like four people. So I'm at the like st- it's it, that's not fun for me. I'm at the stage where that's very fun. Like we we've played. Um, shout out to uh, guys. Could you name like Hell Holes? Um, fuck. 
I mean, apparently, according to you, Milwaukee. N- yeah. No, well, they said no, no, no. I said Milwaukee was boring, but but people don't realize I like boring cities. So, uh, Hellholds, true Hellholds, Little Rock, New York City. Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, that's a good guess. It's not Omaha. What? What's? What's Tulsa? It oh, Tulsa. I think it is Tulsa. Um, shout out to Tulsa, where we've played like what feels shout like out a, to Tulsa. What feels like a hangar. Uh, you know, like a like a plane hangar. It feels like that sort of shit. And one time, we played no exaggeration to two people, and mm. and it is that type of thing where it is so ridiculous that it becomes very entertaining. And it builds character. But when it happens more often than it doesn't, then you're like, yo, fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like talking about drug charges. Like, it's you know, like, hey, we play in front of fucking hundreds of kids every night. But like, when it was like us and Silent Majority, like playing for each other. Patrick, yeah. how many like, yeah, how many tour while, shows like, with end of year did you play to less than ten paid? Oh, I'm just, I'm just at least a dozen. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, that was that was the first month, the first leg of the first month of fucking Silent Majority in the tour. So I, uh, speaking of that Albuquerque show that we were on the way to. So we were actually we we had we had an off day that we spent in Austin for New Year's and hung out with. It was Iron Age's first show was the night the night before was in San Antonio. Wow. Then we stayed in Austin. Uh, that was a pretty fun time. Um, and when was this? Oh five, four oh five, I guess. The winter there. So Austin was like pretty much Austin by then. I mean, it was it was, but it was just More getting off. It was it was yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I mean. We went to a frat party on New Year's with a bunch of punk kids, and it was cool. Sure. Um, it was it was fun. So, anyways, um, the show in San Antonio is one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life, um, and it was just fun. And it was like the sets felt nuts. Everybody was going crazy. It just had such a good vibe. It was awesome. Where was it? Do you remember the venue? No, it was. Uh, it wasn't Sin Thirteen, was it? I don't think so. No, it was connected. There was a dude named Willow mm-hmm. that booked book shows there. It was near or connected to a record store. It was really close to one, maybe right around the corner. Oh, nice. So I don't know. Okay. But but the show was awesome. It was just great. And um, and then the next day was Albuquerque. Then there was a day off, and then Albuquerque. Albuquerque show was mental. Righteous Jams R and R. Lights out, um, lights out. This other band, our turn from the Bay Area, sure, and maybe one other who I'm forgetting. So apologies. Five paid. Oh wow, five paid. And you know you do what you got to do. You play for the five people who play who paid, and it was silly. And there was the sets maybe weren't as long, but but that's a, a hard feeling. <laughs> even if you're just on the tour not on the stage you know it's like it's a bummer yeah and you know like a bunch of the shows on the tour like that the tour was awesome like they were just like the richmond show was like an inc- like the richmond show was the first show of the tour it might as well have been like a uh a united blood level show like it was just nuts and right, then right, right. they actually played a big fest in atlanta that was awesome and then played this is for you fest or some version of that in Florida. Yeah, and it was yeah, awesome. So it was like yeah. awesome show, awesome show, awesome. Show. And like, yo, here's the thing. Albuquerque's just a different spot. The dude who yep. booked the show was super cool guy. Um, 
and did as much as he could, but it just wasn't there. And the next day in Phoenix was a pretty good show, you know? But uh, yeah, five paid. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, I mean that that happens. I think. I mean, I mean that happened on an MPB tour yeah. in Albuquerque. It was us, Hope Con and Bleeding Through, and Albuquerque was like the rough spot. It was like forty kids, whatever, at a fucking like rolling roller rink. Yo, I mean, but like when it's, it's, other shows are awesome, then it's like ah, we can deal with the. But correct. like when it's like when it's every show, opposite, when I can yeah, when I can think of two summers I spent with Silent Majority and Millhouse and be like, there's like five shows that were like fucking pretty great, and everything else was like awful. Yeah, for all of us, like not just, and I'm not blaming them, not blaming any, but like, some majority in the decision went on tour right now. <laughs> like, we'd be a lot better off than we were when we were 20. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting because I know like those were important tours for you, even though the shows weren't good. Yeah, I mean, I got to see awesome places that I probably wouldn't have gone to otherwise. Right. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing. All right. Um. Okay. Let's do this. Um, we have been going for an hour and 38 minutes. Let's do now. Someone ha- it has to get really quiet and then someone has to yell like pee pee or something stupid because yeah, yeah. we're having a sleepover. Sleepover. Um, Pat's gone. Pat is just out. Where is Pat? Pat, you, you awake? I You're fell asleep sleeping. half an hour. Oh, you ago. fell asleep. It's, 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 All right. Let me, sleep. let me get to a few of the, the, the responses Sorry, from, people from people, um, fuck on Instagram. Uh, self-defense live album is a psyop. I wish yes. it'd be funny. Um, no, it's coming. I mean, you recorded it like six years ago. Yeah, but there was a pandemic. It's coming. <laughs> what, Yo, what isn't this so mean? good? Oh, God. It's so good that you can use the pandemic as an excuse for that. For anything. You know. This was legitimately two years ago. Coming. Oh, I mean, it might have been three. No, it's two. It was It was August of, yeah, it was the night of the, the Iron Age show. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. That's right. Yo, on a really weird, sad uh, sleepover note, um, Wade was like a buddy of mine, and uh, that's that's who we stayed with when we stayed in Austin. And that dude was always awesome. And uh, I'm sad I didn't talk to him more the last time I saw him because they played Sound and Fury a couple years back, and I actually like did the damn thing where it was like, okay. I'm going to go see them play at this after show where they're not going on till like midnight or something. Right. Right. They were awesome. It was great. Um, I think I had to, I had to, I think I Ubered home or back to the hotel or something, you know, but, uh, but just putting together that that's the last time I'm going to see Iron Age is pretty fucking sad. It's crazy to think of all that sort of stuff. And you never really, you always go like, Ah, uh, you know it's busy. And yo, and, and yo, you know you take for granted all the times you see shit. So, um, yeah. shout out to Iron Age. Shout out to Wade. R.I.P. Shout out to Texas. Shout out to Texas. Yes. Um, the live record psyop. 
totally made up. It's all fake. Or if it does come out, it will be a fake live record. Like That'd be very funny. Live Patrick, record. it's an hour and 40 plus minutes in. They've probably gotten at least one read of us talking about shaving our balls. Give the people some inside dirt. Uh, no dirt. It's, it's, it's coming. Where is it? Uh, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, it's mixed and mastered. I would yes. imagine. Okay. So, Mike Sutfin is doing the art. Our okay. Mike Sutfin of, uh, uh, I believe Charles Bronson, um, uh, an occasional. So the arts changed. An occasional. We're getting some. Yes, an occasional listener. So, the original art that I wanted uh, has was racist. Has a <laughs> has a uh, an interpretation of a uh, Hindu deity on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Didn't float with everyone. Yeah, somebody in self defense has a, an Indian partner who who didn't love it, and I th- I don't vibe with that, and I would fight that typically. But I want everybody to feel good about a thing like this, you know. So I can repurpose that art for other shit. Uh, I don't need to go to war over the idea of how silly it is to care about religion of any type. We don't need to talk about it. Push, push forward. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. We're not getting into the Modi bag. We're just, we're just pushing, pushing. Yeah, man. So, Good energy. So you know, is this Mike Sutfin dude does a bunch of comic art. He's a really talented artist. You're telling me this dude was in Charles Bronson. I'm pretty sure he was in Bronson. Check him out. I'm. I, I, Mike Sutphin occasionally listens to this, so he he's probably Shout yelling, out Mike. yelling at the. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played guitar in Charles Charles Bronson. That's fucking sick. Uh, Yo, shout out, shout out for you doing this art. So don't do it if if Pat, don't let Pat cheap out on you. Charge his ass. Uh, I know. I just bought something off him the other day. Um, that's uh, like a piece of the art, but okay. or licensed it really. But anyway, the point is, uh, Mike Sutphin, very talented uh, artist. Uh, I, a lot of our listeners would actually, I like, they they'd recognize. Yeah, art. Instagram at uh, Sutphin, S U T F I N. You'll see his stuff. It's really good. Really, and really good. What else did he play in? What else did Mike play? In? Uh, I think that's the main thing he played in. He did a bunch of art for different bands, including Dinosaur Junior. So, uh, it, well, he hit me when I uh, licensed some shit off him the other day. He was like, "Yo, here's the DRI releases that you're fucking missing out on." Um, nice. But anyway, uh, but here's the thing: new art. Uh, it's still it's records now being called Law of Karma Live, and I wanted the anti. I wanted. I want the antidote album art reinterpreted by Mike. So, uh, with your face in the cat, where the uh, as the human being getting his head cut off by the cat. You know what? I I just wanted Mike to go in. So whatever ha- whatever happens happens. But it's uh, he's I've seen little pieces of it. it looks spectacular, and uh, I'm excited. So. That's where it's that's where it's at right now. We're going to wait for Mike to do his thing. The uh, the record has been fully mixed and ready. I think it's ready to go for vinyl, actually. Uh, so that's what's that. Right. I like that. Um, yo, is there a chance live recordings and live records become a thing again? Yeah, there's a chance. I hope so. I really like them. I think the live in the studio thing is really cool. I think you get a lot of energy. I don't know... <clears throat> You know, yo, here's the thing. I really like a good sounding record. There's a way to capture a little bit of that live 
live in the studio energy that some of these things, you know, I think um, it's no credit to me to say this. So please don't take this as me patting my chest. This is me shouting out our buddy, Sean Kenny. Yep. But I think some of the live in the studio acts and grind sets are incredible representations of the bands who are performing some and and he he just does a great job of capturing that and i think that it's a good idea for people to think about that i see a little bit more of that in the energy in the air because i don't know this music wasn't designed to be just siphoned into antiseptic yeah 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 like yo i'm also saying i love it i love it when you hear those drums like crisp and nice so you know there's a way to merge those things and and anyone who's recorded anybody's like yeah, fucking duh, dude. This is not rare. You're right. It's not rare. Yeah. But I think it should be done more. And uh, It's a good intro to people, too. I think so, too. Especially if you have a decent, like, back catalog and you can go, like, you know, like, I was, I mean, I mean, the best live fucking punk record ever is fucking live at CBGB's. It's up there. Like, I mean, to me, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, here's, like, the fucking, here's all the AF songs you needed to know by that point. No question. No question. So it's like a great fucking introduction. This is the greatest hits, but it's live and you can hear people singing along and you get the awesome banter and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I, think it's I, I tell yeah. people the three live records, um, uh, Bad Brains Youth are getting restless. Yep. Uh, Black Flag, who's got the 10 and a half and AF live at CBS. Those are just yeah. so much energy and great representations of the band. Who's got the 10 and a half is a very specific version of Black Flag. But if you ask me, like, there's for the later half of their catalog, that's almost a better introduction to those songs than the studio albums because the production choices on the studio albums are so, so out there. Um, I appreciate them now, but at the time, like, the first time you hear it, you're like, yo, who who decided to make the guitar sound like this? And it's like, oh, great, great, Gen did. Oh, okay. Fucking weirdo. Thanks. And then you got things like Liveage, the Descendants right. live record, which is fake live. Yeah, well, and it's live, but it's live in a studio and not in a venue. Right, and you know, there's there's some overdubbing perhaps on Live at CBS, but that's okay too. I'm good with it. Um, Patrick, do you think do you think live records are going to catch on for current bands? Yeah, I do. Why? I, I because I think that there's just got to be more of a churn. Uh, there's got to be more content, and I think that that's more content. So I, I think it's a simple solution. Although honestly, a good live record is more expensive than you think. Uh, yeah. But it is uh, still a thing worth doing, uh, particularly if you are at like twenty percent more ripping uh, in, in in live than you are on record. Uh, yeah. It's worth it's worth catching that. So I I think that yeah it'll it, I mean it won't be big again, but it'll it, I think it'll uh, there, there's definitely going to be a space for it. I also think, um, you know, so that's something that that always gets talked about is content and like how to stay relevant, how to keep in front of people or keep people don't want to release new music all the time, which, you know, I think there's some ups and downs. If you do it right, it can be done well. Live can be an interesting thing, especially live in the studio um, to kind of keep people curious maybe give somebody a different way to hear your songs i I always appreciate that and i i don't think i'm alone in that i think it's kind of cool to hear different versions and hear the live in the studio or the live version of a song because they they patrick said it they might be more ripping when they do it live you know sure so uh 
yeah, I think uh, I think there's something to it. So, okay, good. All right, that was another one we got. Um, this is a good one for both of you, but I think specifically Tom. Um, oh, uh, no more dreams of happy endings by Damnation AD. Yes. Is that their best record? Yes. The other one is by what one. Kingdom yeah. of Lost Souls. There's that, and then there's Misericordia. Uh, okay, was there a which is in between? Okay, and and there's another there's one after newer Kingdom one, which on is Victory. yes, right. Yeah, is, I believe that's, uh, I I believe that's called the Fallout Boy. What did you say, Pat? I believe that's called the Fallout. Pat's boy. gone. I'm here. Pat is just chiming in every once while, still looking for the fucking song title. <laughs> Seaman in the eye of, of Fallout Boy. Eye. Um, all right, right. So pornography. Yeah, Released in 2007. Well, no, they did oh, a full, full fucking cure cover. cover. In this life no, or the next. Another one. In this life yes, or the next. That's, that's the right. one that's on Victory. Okay, so. But yeah, I think, yeah, the, the hits are on No More Dreams. Sell me on this because I have tried with Damnation. And more specifically on Kingdom of Lost Souls. But I, I can't really tell you the last time I really listened to No More Dreams of Happy, Happy Endings. I've heard it, but I've never really, really spun it. I think if you go into it, th- listen to it as a heavier unbroken. Oh, oh, you'll dig it. If you, I mean, if if life, love, regret is a little too like all over the place for you, I think you'd like Damnation more. I think I do like Damnation more than Unbroken because they're ju- they're like while Unbroken kind of gets held back by the drummer a little bit. Uh-huh. Like this band is like a fucking killer band, you know bunch of musicians and i mean the lyrics are fucking super great they use like samples that like incredibly well um i mean it's slow but i think it's i think it's slow in a way that you can it doesn't feel it's slow but it feels like it's it should be slow okay like if you're bands that you're like, oh, you're just like playing this too slow. Yes. Like, I can tell this is going to be different live. Right. Or or this like you like, wrote this and I, yeah. I think you should be trying to play it faster, but you're not capable of it. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is exactly how it's meant to be. All right. All right. This is on my okay, list for this, this coming up. It is yeah. It is recorded in such a way that I do not enjoy it. Mm. But the songs, the quality. I see that. I can't even speak to it. It's it, it's. Uh, see, I don't think the recording's that bad. It's Chokehold Part 2. Oh, dude, not even it's close. It's Content with Time Part 2. Dude, that sounds like it was recorded on a boombox. No, this is way better than that. Yo, I I want to destroy the chokehold industrial complex. That's, that's, that's That what sounds I, like a great solo record that could be released, uh, copyright 1995. Patrick Kinlan, I want to destroy the chokehold industrial complex. On Conquer the World Records. It, yes. No, just, it, it's not relevant anymore, but there was such an era where everybody talked about chokehold non-fucking-stop, and I just could never enjoy the record because of the fucking recording. Same thing with Damnation. I Listen, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, who uh, he and I are back in each other's good graces, Brian Murray, uh, yes. is, is a huge Damnation fan. Huge, huge, huge. And I just, I, I like to set him off because it's my hobby. And I, I tell him that that shit was recorded so poorly that it's impossible to listen to and he's, he's faking. Um, I could. So you guys aren't friends anymore after this? Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. I mean, it's always something. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that it just needed to be 15% better recorded and I would have enjoyed it. I just, Tom, here's my problem the songs are slow and it's recorded in such a way that nothing hits. Like, you can have a slow record if every if every bass drum 
hit sounds like my computer is going to fall off its fucking stand, you know, like that's cool. But if you're slow and thinner than you're supposed to be, it's uh, it's not for me. Okay. All right. I'm weighing that out. Um, Let's close on this one and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll slide over to the Patreon. And if you want to hear more of this, go to the Patreon because we'll keep going. Did either of you catch the Tampa Bay Lightning coach wearing a dead guy shirt? No. Yes. Yeah. Coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just won the Stanley Cup, was wearing a dead guy shirt. It's um, awesome. Like following this, the thing. Following the oh, uh, by the way. I th- John Cooper. I, th- I think when this is live, it'll still be up. Uh, there is an Endeavor uh, shirt or merch, merch drop. Yes, there is. <laughs> I, Death hole. It's what? Deftol, the guy who uh, he did, he did all stuff. of our yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. All the there you benefit go. show shirts. Um, you obviously didn't get yours in the mail. Did. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Fuck. I am. Uh, I'm excited. I don't. You know, like whenever you go with classic designs, it can be. Uh, you know, a lot of the designs from that era really fucking sucked. Um, but the the one Endeavor design uh, that the, that he's doing is like a bonafide classic to me. So if you With the, out of a quality one, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I think that's great. I just wish, wish it was on a darker color shirt. <laughs> yeah. I see. I perfect. That's your me. shirt. That's up your alley. Yeah. Uh, your earth tone. But, uh, and it looks like he might do it because, uh, comfort colors are so hard to come by. He might do it on, uh, uh, Los Angeles apparel, which is a really good shirt. Is it? Yeah. They, he was asking what was better all style or that on, on the Instagram. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, that's just a preference. It's very different. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I have a good, I have a funny sourcing thing for you. Let's, let's do it. We can end on yeah. this. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar. There's a wrestler named CM Punk. Yes. Right. He's been out of wrestling for seven and a half years. Yep. He left WWE, did the UFC thing for a little bit, but he's been out right forever. Yeah. Was not a so very successful like, UFC fighter. No, no, not at all. Um, he lost to Mickey Gall, who's from Jersey. Yeah. Um, Shout out Mickey Gall. So, so he's gone. Whatever, whatever. Um, it was like the the worst kept secret was that he was coming back. To AEW, to, right? Right, right. But like they would never mention it. But they would like make these little like wink, wink, nod. You know, and like one of the guys, like he would never say what CM Punk stood for. Sometimes like it stands for Cookie Monster. So like somebody on the show would wear like, a Cookie Monster shirt. Okay. Like, chick magnet chicago made like all this different stuff so like, there were always like these easter eggs but no one knew for certain that he was coming back but just the rumor that he was coming back sold out the united center right something like twenty thousand, right yeah something like ridiculous right um and they kept like adding tickets and it would be sell it would sell it would sell Crazy. so um he comes out uh people go fucking insane like just one of the loudest things i've ever heard in my life he comes down to the ring. You know, it takes him literally ten minutes to get to the ring because people are screaming. He dives into the crowd, all sorts right. of stuff. He takes off his fucking hoodie, and he's got like his new shirt on because what they do—they sell their fucking merch while they're while they're you know, in the ring. ring. Yeah. So it's a ring, a ring of tea, whatever, whatever, and it says like it's his like two hands like things that he, which you've probably seen. He's got X. It's like X up yes. hands like crossed, and, but on the back it says I was there or something, whatever. Wow. So they sell out all of them in. In the United Center. Right? Yes. So then, so he, he there's a company called Pro Wrestling Tees. Which I'm is like familiar with PWT. Yep. Yeah. So they used to do. They used to be called like Five Minute Tee, whatever. Yep. They used to do like really quick, fuck you know, whatever. 
So Pro Wrestling Tees is like the company it does, Huge, it does all the work for out AEW. Of, uh, Chicago too. Chicago. So, but they do all the shirts for AEW, like no matter what. Smart. So the owner is on a podcast like so. This happens last Friday. He's on a podcast like Monday. He's like, we literally had to buy all um, available stock of Ringer Tees in America to fill the 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 orders that they got. Hmm. Okay, let's uh, let's so take like, a look at this. All right. I mean, I, I don't even know what that, double check. what that would be. All right, I'll, let me hit up uh, Alpha Broder right now. But, like, literally had to buy all – It's like I think it's like a black ringer on a white tee or something. Yeah, uh, white white shirt with the black rings, yep. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, we had to buy up, like, whatever was oh, – we bought everything fine. that was available because that's how many we had to sell. I'm not surprised by that. Um, uh, huge supply and demand issues with um, – but I feel like no garments. one like ringers. No, like, nobody wears fucking ringers. Um, Only him. Yeah. Like, but a design like that will sell out. Okay. So here we go. Let's see. What what style shirt there? What's our guess? Are we guessing over 10,000? Oh. Um, I mean, they probably sold 10,000 at the show. Man, that's a good question. If they sold 10,000 at the show, I'd be I, – I don't think they would have made – that's saying uh, one per head. All right, so on every other person. Right, so yeah. if we did, okay, it's white and black, right? Um, not natural yeah. white and black. Okay, let's do white. And this is also, I don't know if you followed this at all, Pat, but like his whole thing was like when he was with the WWE, he wanted them to bring back the ice cream bars. Okay. Like the superstar, whatever. And like they would never let him do it. They would never do it. So he does this whole thing. He gives this whole fucking spiel and he goes, oh, and by the way, he's like, on your way out, grab ice cream. He made, he got some like independent company in them. Chicago to make. 20,000 ice cream bars that you picked up on the way out of the show. I mean, w- wish they were vegan, but it's a great gimmick. Yeah, he paid, a f- he paid for it all himself. All right, so God, here you go. That's when you're um, killing it. Uh, Alpha Broder is basically the largest wholesaler um, in the country. Sure. Uh, Gildan, you're familiar, probably the largest yeah. shirt yeah. brand. Um, also, so everybody knows, they own All Style. They, they also own Comfort Colors. They own everything, so whatever. Um, wow. right. The G860, the Gildan Adult 5.5-ounce ringer tee in white with black rings, is completely sold out in all of their locations, which include Harrisburg, PA, Middleborough, Mass, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Orlando, Florida, Dallas, Texas, and Fresno, California. And you can't order case drop shipments from the manufacturer because those are all gone too. So yes, they're, they're all gone. So what do you think that would mean? Um, I mean, with a ringer, just so so you know, if we wanted to – let me see this. Um, What's the next most popular after white, black? Gray with black rings, white with – Like a ringer? Yeah, like Uh, gray with black, Uh, red, white with red. Yep. White with red. Okay, white with red is also completely sold out um, across the country, except for some 3Xs. There is – Approximately sixty across the country right now. Let's do white with navy rings. How about that? Um, yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, the other thing is this is a hard time for this. These things go in waves. There might be usually they re up quarterly, but um, that is abnormal because white with black rings is the most common. So I would assume that they would have had some and. To be honest, also, I, I messed up. They do have a good amount of triple X, but nothing else in any of the other sizes. That's wild. 
I, mean, I feel like they would sell a lot of triple X for those shirts. I'm sure they did. It's just, you know, it's, they didn't have, they didn't need that many, I guess. Don't need that many. Yeah. And they also sell yeah, up to five X. Good for them. Wow. Um, Inclusive. So, yeah. So that dude made a lot of money his first night back. That dude Good made a him. lot of money. Uh, if anybody's interested, look into pro wrestling tees. Crazy company. The way they do things is nuts. High demand. Is it cool or no? Pretty cool. I mean, I mean, Direct to garment. Yeah, like I would say 90% direct to garment. These, because they made so many, they might have printed them because it's faster. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're making more than 100, the timing works I mean, out. You just, you, the machine, I mean, the, the system broke down. Like their, their um, website broke. And in a day, they he sold more than what was the highest selling um, shirt for the last seven years. Yeah, that's nuts. All right. Like he sold more shirts in a day or two than any other. They sold of the next one in seven years. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Which was like a, a shirt for this like entity called the Bullet Club. Oh, which is a pretty big shirt. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty big, big shirt that people would buy even if they didn't like wrestling. Like you could buy it on like Hot Topic. It was like this big thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure so, there's people yeah. who had it who they didn't know what it was. Right. Really. So imagine like being like that popular that you outsold that. Yeah. Bless up CM Punk. We'll we'll see you on uh Axe to Grind episode two hundred. <laughs>